Moto Spot Show. We are back. It's been a hot minute. We've taken a break, but we are we are here. We are ready to have an outdoor preview show. I got some really cool guests lined up for us. One's in studio, one's on the phone. But before I get to them, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Cherbies USA. Please check those guys out. They got some cool new colors coming, the metallic colors. Those will be available soon. Scott Goggles USA, of course, made in the USA. So please check out those goggles. They have the new six days dropping soon. Works Connection, they are also made in the USA, getting whole shots pretty much from everybody on the gate with their pro launch. Bellray, another USA-made company, great oil. Um, I use it. Our guests use it. And uh, so we're, uh, we got some cool sponsors, and we also have Spot Network, the fastest streaming company in the industry. So please check those guys out. Download the Spot Network app. We also have a new sponsor coming on board for us. I'm excited to get these guys. They're new for us. I'm still learning about them. Um, so I will get them on the show as well. It is, let's see here. They are called uh, ZIDMS, so it's New Power Sports Dealer Management System. So I'll talk a little bit about them throughout the show as well. But let's get to our guests. Like again, like I said, episode 38. This is going to be our outdoor preview show of a uh, 250, 450. Have a little fun. But our first guest, he's on the line. He's all the way from Boise, Idaho. X-Racer, now pretty much top dog over at WPS. It's uh, the one and only Kyle Gills. What's up, KG? What's up, Trouble? How are you, sir? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy. We just got done with our sales meeting, so you're playing catch up right now. But definitely appreciate you making the time. I wanted to get you on because you've done these series, or you've raced this series. You've got some few top twenties. So what? You know, who's better to talk to than someone that's actually been it, been in it? Well, I am a uh, first time guest and a zero time listener. So I like that. I apologize for that. <laughs> no, hey, the no, honest the honesty is but, what we hope for here. Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I look forward to, to bench racing a little bit. Obviously, those days are behind me, but uh, still a fan. I'm on my uh, third year in a row from my on my road to Loretta Lynn. Excuse me. So I'm actually heading to Washougal this weekend for my regional. So be good to, to bench race a little bit and get fired up for the start of the season. Yeah, it's good. We got some cool things talking about. There's guys not racing. There's guys filling in. Um, you know, we have a, a guy that can maybe go back to back. But before we get to that, I have another guest here who's actually in studio all the way from uh, Illinois. It's Adam Wright from Kawasaki. How are you, Adam? Dude, I am doing great. And you know those sponsorships you talked about? Uh-huh. How good are those prospect goggles? I mean, those are awesome. Division, I mean, everything about them. I love them. I mean, they are good, but it's uh, for me, it's tough because I'm in, I'm in a, a hard place. There was a lot of flack this last week at the sales meeting because of the Scott goggles. And we have a brand called Fly that has amazing goggle. And you know, hey, I need to do a better job of, uh, of listen, selling some Fly goggles. I run the Fly goggles, too. I think that, I, listen, there's a lot of good options out there. And there as, long as, as long yeah. as you're wearing a pair of Scots or you're wearing a pair of Flies, I think you made the right choice. Yeah, and, yeah, hey, for sure. I, I will tell you this. I uh, I work here at Fly. A lot of my job is selling Fly. Um, I have a long relationship with the guys at Scott, and I think the prospect probably the best goggle strap I've ever thrown over my lid. So um, not that the Fly one is not good. There's good options for all of us, but the good news is all those can come from your favorite WPS dealer, whether it's Fly, whether it's Scott. We even got some X brands in there as well. Yeah. But um, Scott is uh, the goggle of my choice as well. Just Knowles and Primo, we have a long time of, you know, back when I was racing and getting goggles, and now I'm happy to buy them through Western Power Sports, and it's my goggle of choice. So I agree with you there, Adam. Yeah, I mean, and it's uh, the the fly ones are great. I mean, uh, if if the prospects comes in a little higher than some people can afford, and they have yeah. some different lens options, and you got a really wide field division, so 
I mean, I know I'm I'm washed up and I'm in my forties, but there's there's <laughs> only old. I know there's only two pairs of goggles in my trailer. One are Scotts and one are Fly. So yeah, and like the, our our premium Fly is only sixty four ninety five. So I mean, it's a really good price point. It's you know the Scott's going to be ninety nine ninety five. So if you're not looking to spend that much, the Fly is a great option for you. And you get a lot for your money with the you Fly do. ones too, because yeah. like at the sixty four ninety five, you get two pairs, of, you get two lenses, one tinted and one clear. So for sure. So my name is Kyle Gills, and I support this message. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So for people who don't know, Kyle Kyle's got a new new spot over at WPS. He's now VP Director of Sales. So we're trying to work on budget for next year. So any anything you can send to Kyle to promote the show, you know, hey, we're here. We're here for it. <laughs> and but, I'll tell you what, and I'll just forward the request right back to Triple. And yeah, exactly. Go sell more first. <laughs> yeah, he's going to say, do a better job of selling, not promoting. Hey, yeah. I think he's willing yeah. to give up a percentage of his pay for that sponsorship read. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> I already gave a percentage Done, last done. Year. We, you know what? We, we, we just made a deal live on air. Uh, I'm not signing that contract. He's up a percent. <laughs> 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 but hey, both of you, you guys have both raced outdoors. You both have suffered two twenty or thirty minute motos. Um, it's just, it's just gnarly, right? Like pro motocross is just a different animal. Kyle, I'll start with you. I mean, what's it like to to line up on the gate with some of the top guys in the sport and just know that I have to do this for thirty minutes? Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit surreal. You you know you put in so much time and effort and, and energy, right? Like when that season turns. And granted, like when you were when I was racing Supercross, it was a a mix of like you know shorter motos and you know more of a sprint speed. And then you hop over to outdoors where you're like you know just filling up your motorcycle, and you're like I'm getting ready to use pretty much every ounce of gas, not only in this motorcycle but also in my body, right? And right. Just completely. Uh, deplete yourself and every ounce of energy that you have and then it's like cool there's a 45 minute break you barely stop sweating and it's time to suit up again go to the second you know go to the gate for the second gate drop so uh, for me it was always a nice balance like in between supercross and uh and motocross i never did a full-on like 450 season in supercross so i only had like one coast i was living not far from from you at the time triple i was down in mississippi good old boy hanging out with kevin windham getting to uh, practice, you know, at his compound at his, at his place right by his dad's house. And he had another uh, super cross track down the way. So, you know, Kevin and I were riding together a lot. So I never had the full on like grueling 17 race, you know, 450 season. Um, and then, you know, moving into the 12, you know, season outdoor race. But uh, for me, it was still a nice balance. So like at the end of super cross, I was like, all right, I'm kind of tired of, you know, 45, 48 second lap times. And like, I'm ready to get outdoors. I'm ready to open this motorcycle up. And then about four rounds in, you're like, can, can we get back to Supercross? Like that, that sounds a lot better, you know, because it's not as, not as gnarly on the body. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get into the people, you know, moving to Supercross only contracts. But, uh, to me that, you know, this is the most physical demanding sport, like on the face of this planet. And, uh, these athletes are gnarly and it, it takes a lot week in, week out. Uh, you know, and also the, the mental challenge and the drain that it can be to, to wake up and be self-motivating to know that, you know, you're getting ready to, you know, wake up early, eat a good breakfast, you know, go for a road bike ride, go for a ride, come back to the gym, try to get in bed by, you know, seven thirty eight o'clock because it's all, you do it all over again, you know, the next day. Yeah. So, um, it, it's a lot, you know, um, physically, but also the mental side of it too. And I think that's where, uh, you know, the good kind of, you know, rise to the top, the great rise to the top, because it, it's a mental balance, you know, balance um, inside and out. Yeah, I would, I would say 
you know, luckily for me, I never had to race it, but just watching it and being a mechanic a few times, I'm wore out just being a mechanic. I can't imagine the riders. But for you, Adam, you've, uh, like you said, you're over 40 now, so you've seen it back in the 90s. What do you feel about the Saturday, Sunday? Do you miss the Saturday, Sundays, or do you like the one-day Saturday? Listen, I like the one-day Saturday, and I think I... I would have had a better opportunity back there because I am good at one lap sprint speeds. Okay. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. when, the, when the gate drops, I'm trying to put as much real estate between me and the second place guy because I know that um, how physically demanding it is. And it, it that was always kind of my my weak spot. I mean, I could go good and I could go hard, but I couldn't just I couldn't hang in there for the 30 plus two. Yeah. It, it's tough. I mean, it and is. it takes a lot of. Uh, like Kyle says, it takes a lot of dedication. And when you're a privateer and you're trying to make ends meet, you don't have time to train and road bike. And we didn't have that stuff in the 90s. I mean, I was basically a roofer throwing shingles up. And then when I got done, I was trying to go ride my motorcycle before the sun broke. And then maintenance and get everything done. But, yeah, it, I feel that it's easier to qualify now with the one-lap sprint speed than mm. what it was when I did it. Because... On, on, full Saturdays. Yeah, full Saturdays. You showed up. You you got a practice in, and then you raced your way in. Right. So you actually had to be good. You had to be good at gate drops. So let's say that you didn't get a, a good start. Then you're pushing, and then you had to worry about dudes crashing. So like now, you don't have to. If you're on a on a heater or one lap, people are going to move over over for you. But most of the time, yeah, <laughs> most of the, most of the time, right? Yeah. But, uh, and not here, not yeah. me, because I was like, maybe that's one guy that's close to me, and if I just messed up his lap by a half a second. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, before like you were trying to pass dudes. Like I mean, you're not. Yeah. They would. You're trying to kill somebody. I'm trying to kill somebody for that. Well, spot. they would do it after amateur day sometimes too, right? So the track would be kind of gnarly, and the mm-hmm. lines wouldn't be that great. No. I could be wrong, but I thought they did sometimes after amateur day. Uh, I don't remember. I don't so I rode. Know. I rode Troy, Ohio. I rode Troy, Ohio. I rode Millville. Um, I rode um, Redbud. Yeah. Um, and Troy is a track that's not here anymore, but that mm-hmm. was amazing. Oh, dude, it was awesome. And then, you know, I, I had some injuries. Uh, so Kevin Wind, or not Kevin Windham's, but uh, Justin Brayton's first race in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. I was there. Riverside or the, Yeah. No, no, no. When he did his first arena cross, when he got started. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was at that race. I had a compound fracture in my tip fib. No. So I busted yeah. it in practice. So That's nasty. But yeah, like uh, I was listening to a, a podcast with him and he was talking about the dates and the times. Uh, like it was in November 2005 and I was like, I was at that You're event. Like, I yeah, there. I was there. That's when I broke my leg. So Kyle, Kyle told a story at our sales meeting. He's like about him and JT and he's like, there's one time I beat you, JT and I'm hanging on to it for life and it reminded me yeah. too because blair told the told the same story where he beat james stewart because james had a dnf and mm-hmm. that reminded me of the daniel blair james stewart story oh yeah it's it's <laughs> really it's really neat to look back at all the people you've raced in your lifetime and you know i shouldn't say race been on the track with at the yeah. same time <laughs> i've been i have been on the track with some really fast guys <laughs> in my lifetime yeah. so yeah you know the funny story one of my uh one of my one of my two only points. I only, have, I only have two points in outdoors, which, hey, I'll take it. I'll hold yeah, on to that. more than a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm fine with it. I got one in, in 09 at Redbud and 10 in, at uh, Bud's Creek, and both of them came in the second moto and, and got 20. But just going back to your point, Adam, about, you know, I've been on the track with people at the same time, but, you know, we may have been in a different race. That, that race at, in 09, I was riding for Suzuki City, and uh, Willie Browning was on my team. And this is when I think Porcel ended up winning the championship that year. 
and I'm getting caught like towards the end of the moto. I see the two lap boards. I see the white flag come out and I just see for sale closing and closing and closing. And I'm like, damn it. My goal here is to not get lapped. I'm not getting lapped. And uh, so I put every ounce of energy I had, you know, just to not get lapped. And we damn near crossed the finish line. I bet you probably, I'm exaggerating a little bit. I'm saying a bike length. It was probably maybe eight to 10 bike lengths because I didn't want to get lapped. And come to find out my mechanic, you know, I go by back by the mechanics area not long after that last lap when I got the white flag and my mechanic's like 21st and there is nobody in sight in front of me. So I'm like, cool. I just wasted all my energy just to get 21st. And That's this is when I had the gnarly, like kind of, kind of off camber after the jump in the middle. And, uh, I come by, I come by lo and behold, my teammate Willie Browning is laying on the ground and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So now I just exerted myself at the 34, 35 minute mark. You know, to not get lapped, Brown, I come by, Browning's picking up his bike, and him and I go at it for the last half a lap. And uh, I ended up winning, you know, that battle out of him and I, and I got 20th, pulled right over. I think I threw up for probably solid, you know, eight to 10 minutes, went back, and I couldn't even hardly enjoy my, my point because I was just exhausted from that energy. But it goes back to the, you know, hey, I was in my own race, right, with Willie and 21st and, and 20th, and then here comes Purcell. But, you know, for me, mentally, it was still, you know, the fact of not wanting to get lapped, right? Like the competitor, yeah. sure, I could have easily, you know, threw it up and not had to go an extra lap, and then I wouldn't have had a chance to get that point. Yeah, that's a lot, dude. I'm telling you that I, that's a great story, and that's a that's a. I mean, that means something to you that you didn't get lapped. And I, and like I said, you, we've been on a track at the same time with same people, and uh, it it is. You know, those guys are coming, and and you're pushing. You're like. I'm not going to get laughed. So you got to dig deep and push hard. I mean, that's an awesome story, Kyle. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, and at the time I had no idea what it was for. Right. I just knew it was to not get yeah. laughed was, was my goal. Right. Yep. And then it ended up being top 20. So it's just, you never know what ended opportunity up, ended up getting present. a top 20 out of it. Yeah. Yep, that's that's right. sick. So speaking of X racers, we got a guy coming back this year. That's uh, been out of retirement for a few years by the name of Ryan Dungey. And we also have another new guy to the series, Antonio Caroli. It's uh, pretty interesting to see those guys come over. You know, we're we're hearing Antonio's going to do two rounds, and then we're hearing Dungey might do all twelve. But I want to get with you guys and, and kind of get your opinions. You know, Dungey's coming out of retirement. He looks fit. He looks good on the bike. But Kyle, I'll start with you. Like, what's our expectations for for RD five? Like, what are we thinking? Sip a cup of RD coffee, race two, and get the hell out of there. Uh, so we <laughs> you think. know, and I'm just getting like it just you know goes back to you know the the competitive thing and dude I mean six what six years he's been out of it is that right I think six fifteen years? he won his title and left yeah I'm pretty sure yeah like don't quote me but I think know, so and and I can talk to that a little bit dude but on on such a different level like when I stopped in in 2011 you know racing full time and I got a, a job in a dealership that had sponsored me. Uh, you know, for many years throughout my amateur. And then when I turned pro, they helped me out with bikes and parts and all that good stuff. And uh, so I stopped in 2011, came back in 2014, just because it was like, you know, New Orleans Supercross was on the schedule. And I was like, oh, that would be kind of cool to go to. If I qualify, great. If not, great. So I did that. I came back and then I moved out to Boise. I'm like, dude, I've always wanted to do A1. So I bought a bike one year and went down and raced A1 in like 2017. Didn't even practice because there was snow on the ground from from starting at Thanksgiving all the way to like March that year, it snowed again here. So I've done like a little bit of step off, come back, but not on the level he's talking about yeah. committing to. Um, and I think one of the things that is going to surprise him 
and I, I've, and I've heard it thrown around in a couple other podcasts and, you know, just talking to other people, but is that intensity? And, mm-hmm. you know, to Adam's point earlier, you know, you're just, you're throwing down a heater, you know, in practice and it gets pretty intense. Like you're going as fast as you can. You, you pump up a little bit, you forget to breathe, but then the gate drops and it's like that for 35 minutes, you know? Um, so, you know, expectation wise, you know, if he ends up doing the whole series, awesome. Can he, you know, Ryan Dungey, I don't want to say slow and steady Eddie, but that's kind of been, you know, his approach. He wasn't always the fastest guy, but mm-hmm. he was always in shape. He always came through to the end. You know, can can we get some podiums, maybe a moto win here and there? We'll see. But I think, you know, with these you know younger guys coming up and seeing what Dylan was able to do last year, and, you know, like Sexton is going to have some speed. Uh, you know, I just, I wonder how much he'll be willing to push it. Because uh, things are drastically different for him now, right? Like he's married, two kids, you know, running a successful business, you know, outside of racing. So how much does this mean to him? I think is a question for me because I think that'll show, you know, how much he pushes or is he just going to, you know, okay, I'll take my fifth place and maybe they'll rack up and I'll be, you know, uh, around third at the end of the series. You know, So I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited to see how this weekend goes, but I'm not setting my expectations too high. Not that I don't think that he's capable for it just because, putting myself in that position, like there's a lot to think about a lot on the line. Uh, you know, what's KTM really after another bike on the road, RD five, like, you know, just being underneath the truck and, you know, getting that visibility from a brand standpoint. So, you know, what is the overall goal? I, I know he's, he's talking to people. He thinks he can probably win, but, um, you know, for me at first, if he, if he goes, you know, seven, six or six, eight, you know, I'm not going to be surprised, disappointed. Uh, to me, it's just going to be cool. He's, he's back on the track. I think that it's, it speaks volume to his competitiveness and and his true love for the sport. Yeah, I would have to agree. Like, I I don't think anybody would have said two years ago that yeah, Dungey will be back racing outdoors in twenty twenty two. Like, so I think that's going to be the biggest you know question mark. I do think that if he does do this you know steady Dungey thing that he's good at consistency, he could be in a title threat just because. There's a lot of guys that I either feel are going to be inconsistent or crash out. So I'm hoping that that won't happen. But if he stays what he's doing and how he does it, I think he'll be right there. So we'll see what happens. But for you, Adam, like, what do then you, you go ahead? Then you look at like Ferrandis. Sorry, you, you look at Ferrandis and he had two motos where he scored points that didn't start with the two. You know, he 25, 20, 22, 20. And there was two motos where he got, you know, where he scored 16 points. Like, that's some consistency at a new level, not that Dungey can't hit that level, but, you know, I know know, Dungey's consistent, but to get, you know, out of, you know, 24 motos and only have two that start with a one, like, yeah, he's got to come out firing so he mentally knows that, like, if he does have that speed, that he can be up there and he deserves to be up there. Yeah, I think the big question mark for me, too, before I go to you, Adam, is, is he going to be on a motorhome? Like you said, two kids, one's one's a brand new baby. So does he take the motorhome? Is he going to travel? Is the, the Target RV going to come out? So he's got a lot on his plate, and so does Caroli. You know, he brought his child over too, so we'll see how it is. Because, I mean, you guys know traveling is, is gnarly. Like that's more of a job than almost the racing is. So um, we'll see how that goes. But for you, Adam, like what, do you, what are you thinking for RD? Are you expecting anything crazy, or you just want to see him finish the whole series? I really want to see him finish the whole series, but I really don't think that you. There is not enough um, emph- emphasis put on the mental game. Like, yeah, people don't realize when you take a break 
and it's <clears throat> whether it's six months, a year, two years, three years, we all have this expectation. We were all racers. We were we all believe in our mind that we're fast. You know, that's why everybody still tries to go for Loretta's. Like I'm yeah. I'm forty and I'm I'm going for I'm going for Loretta's and Kyle's in the plus twenty five class. But <clears throat> there's a mental edge that I'm sure he's lost. So he's going to come out and he's going to be fit and he's going to have great bike skills. He remembers how to go fast. We know that he's an excellent rider. But, you know, is he willing to push the limits of these first couple? And that's what it's yeah. going to take. Because you know, like, <clears throat> Ferrandez, he's coming back to the champion. He's willing to push the limits. He has something that he's going for. Um, Anderson, he's he's been hot, dude. And, yeah. and he's on never, that. Never won an overall. That, exactly. But... Look, he's won seven supercrosses. He's coming off that supercross win. Yep. Um, Cow has put a lot of a lot of they put up their eggs in their basket with mm-hmm. with Anderson. Um, so yeah, I mean, do I think Dungey's going to be good and consistent? Yeah, of course, because he's Dungey. Do I think he's going to battle for uh, podiums? Not in the first couple. I I, okay. honest, I honestly don't. And I and That's I think understandable. well, like I said, he's got two kids. You yep. know, um, all that plays plays on your mind mm-hmm. and. You know, and I'm sure we go back to Kyle. I mean, he took some time off. When you come back, you just don't have the edge that you used to have. And that's why I don't do a lot of these fair race money races because I'm not willing to get my leg broke over fifty dollars. You oh, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I can go out and do the jumps and, and have and have fun, but uh, I think the series is better off with Dungey in it because yeah. uh, KTM Dean Spikes on the track. Yep. I think Dungey's going to draw fans because everybody's going to come back to see Dungey yeah, race. Yeah, I've already said I'd like to see him ride again. Y- you know, but when you start talking about the top competitors, I mean, we can name them all. Yeah, it's stacked. It, it is stacked. You got Ferrandez, mm-hmm. you got Tomac, you got maybe. Anderson. Maybe. Well, Tomac's going to ride the first a couple, right? He's going to see how it is. He's yeah. He's riding the first one to see how his knee feels. Yeah. Right? We all know that he's got a knee injury. He's going to do a couple before in. I mean, hold on. You know who we haven't talked about? We haven't talked about Roxon. We haven't I mean, talked to anybody yet. We kind of just started. Yeah, but I mean, when you start naming these guys, where is Dungey going to fall in place? Yeah. I mean, these dudes are all racing, and they haven't taken. They're all. They've all been getting ready. They've all. They're all mentally strong. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I see Dungey right. six to eight. I mean, honestly, yeah, for the first couple. Yeah, and that's fair. When we get fallout, so when the fallout comes out, yeah, can Dungey be in the top three? Yes. Do I think Dungey wins a moto? It's only going to be like when we get back okay. east here. You know, yeah. Millville, Redbud. You yeah. know, he's good at Washougal too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, but let me ask you this: Who do you think has the most to prove? Ferrandez has had a poor Supercross season. Anderson's never won one. Dungey's come, or he's won one, but not an overall. Dungey's coming back. Roxon is tired of getting chewed up on Instagram. Sexton feels like he's ready to prove something. Like. There's six guys that I feel all have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, and Dungey doesn't have a chip though. Dungey's That's just, what I'm saying. Like I don't. He's just coming back. Yeah, he's just he's like Kyle said, steady Eddie. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna put the laps in. But my my thing is, is he gonna push the envelope? You know what I right. mean? So who do you think has the most? Like who do you think has the biggest chip on their shoulder? I don't know, Kyle. I mean, uh, there's low expectations. Anderson's never won one, so I don't think that. Mm-hmm. I think he's a yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, tough. yeah, it's tough. Yeah, and, and for me, and you know, I know how many times have we done this, right? We've we, we seen Cooper Webb win a championship in outdoor yeah. or in Supercross, and you come out like he's going to be the man to beat outdoors. It's a completely different deal, guys. Like right. Supercross and motocross, it's a completely different deal. So I'm not playing too much into you know the Anderson winning seven Supercrosses, winning the last four, 
you know, now the only thing that that does carry on for Anderson is momentum, right? And for mm-hmm. Supercross, he was the best guy. Um, I like to compare seasons over seasons, though, right? Like, let's take the Supercross season compared to the Supercross season. Let's take the outdoor season compared to the outdoor season. Because you guys, you know, you guys know, and, you know, Adam, you, you know, doing them both and triple, you understand what it takes. And you're friends with so many pro athletes and, you know, just a true enthusiast and fan of the sport. Like, it's a completely different training regimen. It's a different bike setup. It's a different mindset for being able to go out there for 35 minutes. So, uh, to me, I think that we're going to be, we're going to hear people say, oh, I, you know, if Anderson does what Anderson has done and, you know, kind of, do I think he'll probably win some motos this year? Yes. Do I think he'll probably, probably get that first overall? Yes. Is he going to be the guy week in, week out? I can't say that yet because I haven't yeah. seen it. And I'm more of a series over series guy than a guy coming off a of supercross doing well. Granted, he'll carry in some momentum and he'll be confident. Um, to me, I think the guy with the biggest ship on his shoulder is the number 94 over at the HRC test. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seeing, seeing that guy finish the series, you know, granted he, he did last year, you know, he got, he ended up third. He was 85 points back from Fernandez, but I think, you know, that guy, he's probably tired of hearing the same old song, the same old dance from the media, of you know, what happens when the temperatures get hot? And is he, I think he really wants to prove everybody wrong. And I yeah. think he may be riding with a chip on his shoulder because what does he look like for next year? Does anybody know? I don't think he's secured anywhere. Yeah. So, you know, for him, and he, even if he wants a Supercross only contract, like if he goes out and performs like he believes um, that he can, and granted, he won a lot of motos last year, you know, uh, what, five, six motos, I think, a couple overall. Like that, so, you know. but to me, with, with how the season um, has went, over the last couple of years, granted, it was nice to see him get through a season last year. But to me, that's the guy that's got the biggest, biggest chip on his shoulder. I would agree with that. I mean, he got second in the series last year. Only uh, so Ferrandez got five hundred thirty-one points, and uh, Tomek got four hundred fifty-eight, and Roxon got four hundred forty-six. So he got third, but still, like he was still competitive, right? So that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. everybody tends to forget, but he's. I mean, two years ago, he was second in the championship in Supercross. And like, so he's always there. It's just, you know, he just can't, he can't catch a break as far as it going to setting himself up for, for, you know, 12 rounds, 24 motos and same with Supercross 17 rounds. So I, I agree with you, Kyle. I think he's got the most to prove. I mean, we saw in the post that he made on Instagram, he's ready to fight. And I think a healthy Kenny or even this kind of mental Kenny is super dangerous. Hey, listen, he did want an outdoor championship. Remember, he yeah, won two. Yeah, he mm-hmm. won on yep. on Suzuki. Yeah. You know, he was the last he guy to win. win. Exactly. He knows how to win. Yep. He knows what it's going to take. So he knows the commitment. Um, I just hope that all his health issues are there because when that when his health isn't there, then it goes to his mental issue. And then, yeah. you know, all the Insta bangers out there just ragging on him. I mean, I like Kenny as a rider and I want to see him do well because he's good for competition and he mm-hmm. is he's good outdoor. I, I it's fun to watch. Oh, dude, he has some awesome passes. Like I, when he jumped in that one rut, standing up and oh, took yeah, that corner. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, just yeah. railed that corner. I was like, oh, that was so beautiful. So many people probably rewinded that and watched it again because he passed like eighteen dudes on the first lap. Like a, he was gnarly. Oh yeah, it's sometimes like when you're a racer, you appreciate those good passes. Some, but like how he, he, he was, he was my pick for Supercross. I picked him like in November. We were bench racing, and yeah. I was like, Kenny's gonna win. And he comes out, he's firing at a one, right? But you've seen you've seen the same thing preseason. Like like you said, he's on Instagram. He's ready to come out fighting. He's ready to come out swinging. Like we're gonna have that, and then Supercross it went quickly down. Like after it, Anaheim won. Like I was collecting my money already with the bets I had made. I was figuring out <laughs> where I was gonna send it, 
and then it quickly went the other way around. I started talking about how I'm going to, you know, pay all my bets off now because my bet's going downhill. But yeah. I think that he'll come out. He'll come out swinging. I think we all know that. There's zero doubt there. For me, it's will this continue? Um, and you, and that's, you know, you always say to people, well, the question is, can he finish a race? Have we already gotten the answer or can he finish a series? Have we already gotten that answer? Like we've seen this happen kind of time and time again, yet you rewind back to the 2021 outdoor series. He did finish. He got third in points. He was only, what, 12 points, you know, off of, um, uh, Roxas or, uh, Eli. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I just hope, you know, to your point, Adam, he's a likable guy. He's good for the sport. He's good competition. I want to see this man do well. I really do. Since 2014, he's never finished outside a third overall in the championship. Like, that's yeah. pretty crazy. 14, he won. 15 second. 16 won. 18 third. 19 second. 21 third. So the dude's a threat. Yeah. Like, he's there. Like, he, he just got to put it all together. I, I know. That's what I mean. When you when you put all these guys. You can't just write them off. No. And when you, when like I say, when you, when you start putting your top five together, like, we we mentioned Tomac. We mentioned we mentioned Roxon. We mentioned Anderson. Um, we mentioned the returning Dylan. champ Ferrandez. You know now you got Antonio Caroli coming over too. And this dude, he would just race last year, so he's yeah. still mentally strong and competitive. Mm. So and the guys from Europe, they're good at adapting. So where does he fit in? And then where does Dungey fit in? I know that we lost Mookie for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I was excited to see Mookie ride. And it, okay, so the guy that took Mookie out, where does Bam Bam fit in? You know, because Bam's coming out. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Bam's got something to win, and he's aggressive. So, uh, oh, you know who we haven't talked about? How about Plessinger? Where does Plessinger fit in? Yeah. Plessinger's been off, yeah. and he's good yeah. outdoors. So you're naming all these guys, and then you're like, oh, yeah, Dungey's going to do this, and he's going to win motos. But he has to beat these. You got Craig riding a 452. Yeah, Craig's riding a 450, and Craig's mm. Craig's solid. So, I yeah. mean, it's it's to get a top ten finish right now. I would be ecstatic, you know. Yeah. So these there's the field is stacked, and that's what always happens. These first couple, the fields are going to be stacked, and then we're going to see that's going to slowly get weeded out. So, yeah, if Dungey hangs in there, he's going to have good finishes. It's just hanging in there and getting through the first the first few, and that's like Caroli. I think a Caroli does well in the first couple he's gonna ride some more he's got to right yeah well and he's on pirelli's yeah. too which will be weird he'll be the only factory rider on pirelli's so that'll be interesting to see how that goes um you know dunlop pays a lot of money it, so it, have we heard if uh rj's stepping up yet is he is he riding 450s that i have not taken that dino spot uh max ansi just posted he's not racing outdoors um so I assume he has he's got a ride, but it won't start till next year. And then of course Joey will be on Adam's bike. Um, so I thought McElrath Shane has got he's a, on he's on he's, he's on a husky too. Yeah, he's he, taking Dino's spot. Yeah, I thought he and was then, taking. Uh, uh, and then you have you have Savachi filling in at Cali, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Savachi's tough, yeah. but yeah, Shane has taken over Dino's spot. So I heard he's got uh he's got a yeah, four, but, so, four race contract, but it really depends on the first two. So he's gotcha. okay. he's he's in for four. But if he does well in these first two, he could be in for the whole series. It really depends on Dean's recovery. I mean, he's got that giant hole in his butt. Oh, that's true. That's <laughs> he's tough. got a big hole. Yeah, and I heard he's going to be switching brands next year. Who, Dino? Yeah. What'd you hear? What's the rumor? Uh, I don't know. I can't say because I don't know for sure. It's just rumors. So. Okay. But I if, just heard different brands. Does anyone listen to this show anyhow? Yeah. Yeah, who, exactly. Nobody listens. Yeah. So, so, like, if it was a color, would it would it be a color like 
Uh, we'll just say it's a Japanese bike. Oh, a Japanese. So yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I heard. Well, you got a couple options still. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just leave, we'll just wait for. The, we'll just wait to see if it's for sure. That's just what I heard. So we'll see. Um, but uh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be cool. Christian Craig on a 450. Do we have high expectations for Christian? 250 West champion. He's ridden a 450 before. Top 10. I mean, uh, again, like I said, to get into the top five, it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. And that's why it's going to be. He was six last year with missing a couple couple races. Yeah. And that Yamaha 450 is good. It is good. But <laughs> is he on a Yamaha for outdoor? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, on on star. he's on Star. He's on Star. Yeah, he's on Star. Yeah. It's good. So is, I mean, is that really where we need to be stacking up like Dungy and Caroli? I mean, are they, are they going to be battling guys like Savachi, Craig? Um, I, I put Sexton, you know, a little bit of, you know, a class ahead of that, but, you know, Plessinger, Mikel Rath, is that who Caroli and Dungy is going to be in the mix with? Or, or are we putting Dungy and Caroli up there with Ferrandez, Roxon? No, Sexton, I would agree with Bomac. Adam. Like, Hangtown, I think a 7-5. Like, 7-5 for Dungy, you know, seven you know six four for curl i'm i would be i wouldn't be shocked if they went you know six seven overall right out of the gate or even maybe top five okay so let me ask you this okay dungy or caroli who's gonna get the top spot in the first race who who has the better finish dungy caroli i'm gonna go with kyle caroli you guys i mean we'll bet 20 bucks right now on this show listen ideal just send me a memo request yeah perfect the money's coming my way Mm -hmm. because Kyrelli was racing just six months ago, let alone six years ago. The only reason I picked like, Dungey is familiarity. It he, has nothing to do. If 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 Caroli had what he has over in Europe, where he got to qualify Saturday and race Sunday, I would go Caroli. But he's got thirty minutes to learn that track. He get he gets one but, free practice but, and two ten minute qualifying. The tracks change every time. The bumps are always different. What you don't realize, and Kyle knows this, and I know this. When you take that time off, no matter how many, how much time you have on your bike at yeah. your own track and at your practice tracks, when the gate drops, it's a totally different feeling. Yeah. And I you, can see that. And yeah. you, you will mentally. That's why his first mode. Everybody's always getting like seven five, seven four, because he will mentally drain himself in that first moto, just being like, I got to get up there. I got to do this. I got to do that. So where Caroli's, he's been. He's had gate drops. Um, and you can't replace gate drops. Yeah, yeah. the thing is going to be tough for Caroli. And, though. He's on a production triple. bike. Yeah, and well, that 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 part is true, right? Because we know what those MXGP you know bikes are like, and honestly, they're the reasons that our production bikes are you know eighty percent of as good as they are today. Is because all the stuff that those guys get to test, and you know how flexible they get to be with the chassis and all the electronics. Like that's how bikes evolve, right? With what right. MXGP is able to do. Um, but if you think that Cairoli hasn't changed, you know, his, his, his program, his routine at practice tracks, if you think that he hasn't, you know, went through and, and mocked up a Saturday, you know, 10 times, you're crazy. He's no, went through, he's done the practices. He's got there early in the morning. He's went to new tracks. He's jumped everything on the second lap. Like the dude is going to come in prepared and to me, and that, that's why I'm putting him a little bit ahead of Dungey just because like Adam said, He's familiar with it. It's fresh on his mind. Six yeah. months versus six years. What were you doing six years ago? Could you tell me? Uh, six years ago, I was trying to figure out what I was doing in my life. And six years later, I'm and still trying to figure it out. You could tell me what you out. were doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we are six doing. years ago, actually, I just started working for WPS, actually. 
six years ago. It will be June first. Yeah. yeah, June first will be my six year anniversary. Yeah, but you get my point. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. It's, ago, it's a lot of time. Like there, I've I've done a yeah, lot of this shit. Such a big difference than six yeah. months ago. Right, and I don't have kids, and I don't try to run a company. So I I do get your guys' point. Um, I just think for me, the reason I'm going with Dunge is just because I know what he's capable of. Um, the guy just, I don't feel like you come back just for shits and giggles, right? Just to get a paycheck. The dude doesn't need money. So it's not a paycheck and what? it's not, it's not, it, he, we're competitive, right? We're, we're racers and yeah. he hasn't, it's not like you see him out racing. He needs that like. All right, so let me ask you this. Who's who's the better finisher underneath the KTM tent? Plessinger, uh, Dungey, or Caroli? Caroli. Are you talking the first the first two rounds, or are we going yeah, yeah, all we'll go, No, 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 just first know, two all, rounds. First, yeah, yeah, first two rounds. I'm sticking with Caroli. Caroli is the highest finishing factory KTM underneath that tent. Okay, I like it. I'm still I'm still down to bet 20 bucks on Dungey versus Caroli at Hangdown. Uh, you already committed to that bet. That's yeah, there's in. no yeah. there's no going back. So that, I hope you guys got money in your memos. About, yeah, that'll give me about three dollars worth of gas, so I, or three gallons worth of gas. So I appreciate that. I love that. Can I pay you with a with a gift card? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's got to be like a Shell gas station gift card. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. only yeah. only gift card I want. <laughs> no, so I'm I'm excited. So if if Tomac comes back and he's healthy, do we see him as a threat to where he's competitive, or will he be? Uh, out of the not out of the ball. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, kind of too too far behind the eight ball, out of the gate. No, it's Tomac, dude. He it's twelve rounds, so he has a lot of racing. To, it, again, yeah. but we're talking about Eli Tomac. The right. dude is a beast, three on the time motorcycle. motocross champion. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he knows how to ride outdoors. He knows how to suffer. You know, it, it just depends on the knee. If yeah. the knee is going to hold up and it's yeah. not going to be sore, and he doesn't dab it wrong. Yeah, he's he's always it's yeah. he's always a threat, right? So yeah, and he's on the- and, and and that's the thing, that's the thing for me, Adam. He could come out, he could be a threat, he could win the the first moto, he could win the first overall, carry the momentum into the second round, he could dab that thing in the fourth moto at the second round, the fourth moto of the year, he could dab that thing wrong, boom, he's out. You yeah. know, that's uh, what I'm when worried you, about. When you have some, yeah. So that's my only. Um, fear for Tomac. Do we think he's a threat? Absolutely. He's Eli Tomac. He loves outdoors. He's obviously gelling well yeah. uh, with that motorcycle, with that team. It's already re-signed uh, an extension into 2023. So I have zero doubt about his ability to compete at the highest level. I just fear uh, for how long if he dabs that knee wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm like you and I've had knee and I'm sure you've had knee injuries. It, it, it takes a lot. Um, that's mental too right a little it, bit it is mental a lot like I, it is. yeah i've had uh so blown both acls had acl reconstructive surgery and then blew that acl again yeah so it's it's tough but when was the last time we seen a supercross and motocross champ in the same year uh it's been tough it's been a while right and then so, anderson was the last time we had a supercross champ and didn't get uh motocross well, yeah, not motocross. Race, or not win. get it overall, I mean, in yeah. motocross. So, I mean, how cool would it be? We've had it in the 250 class, but it's been a minute for the 450. Yeah. How, yeah. how cool would it be for Yamaha to get that? I mean, that, Yeah, with Tomac. And I think that's something that Tomac wants. Like, he wants to prove that he can still do. Like, he can still come out and win an outdoor. So, yeah, I do think that, um, you know, we talked about people with chips on their shoulder. But um, I do think that Tomac has something to prove. He wants to prove that... He, 
not only can he win the Supercross championship and in the same year come out and win a motocross championship. He's yeah. done it numerous times in the past, and I think he could do it again this year. But it all goes back to the knee. How strong is the knee? Um, will it hold up? And like, I don't know that Tomac wears knee braces. Does he? Do you know? I don't know. No, I know Cooper doesn't, but I don't know about. Yeah, I know Webb does. I'm going to throw you guys for um, a little bit of a curveball here. We've talked about this name a little bit. We mentioned him once or twice, but where do you realistically put Barsha? Through seven rounds last year, Barsha was only 10 points behind Tomac. He was sitting in fourth place in the championship series. He had 239. Tomac had 249. So through seven rounds, through Washougal, you know, he was right there in the mix, potentially battling for, you know, an overall uh, podium position in the championship. So where are you guys going to put Barsha? Um, I would say second year on that bike riding outdoors. Like, I think you're, if you're Justin, you're upset if you're not on the podium, right? So if he's, if he's after five rounds, if he's not in the top five, I think he's, he's bummed. Yeah. I put him in a three to five rider, honestly. Yeah, he's, yeah, for sure. He, he's a consistent three to five. Um, just because the, the field's so stacked, you know, I, I'm going to put the speed's there. Yeah. His speed is there, but I'm going to put Chase Sexton ahead of him and I'm going to put Dylan Verandas ahead of him and I'm going to put Tomac ahead of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's so, where, so, so you're, you're going to peg him at the same spot. He's going to be fourth or fifth. Yeah. That's kind of where I got him too. And I think he could, but I do, I mean, I think he could get to that third spot and it's bam bam i mean the dude is willing look he's willing to kill somebody for that third place spot bro True. we just seen him do it <laughs> clearly yeah yeah we just seen it about three weeks ago yeah no lie i i uh, think chase me, the biggest thing for chase is going to be just getting healthy but what's my bad. i'm jumping the gun on barsha go ahead no no you're good i mean i i don't know where else to put him when you look at the you know the rest of the competition i think you guys have it nailed you know, do we see him get some podiums? Obviously, um, decent starter, not the best starter in the class, but, um, you know, the guy's hungry. You know, the guy is just coming off some, a little bit of motivation. You know, Mookie's gone. Does, he doesn't have to worry about that, but, um, it'll be, you know, exciting to see, you know, where he lines up again, a little bit more chemistry underneath the bike. Um, I think, you know, going back to, you know, Topak being happy, I believe, you know, Justin Spitz over there, he likes, you know, what's going on with Will Hong and, and Tyler. So, um, but I do put him, unfortunately, I put him in that same spot. Yeah, I think I think that bike is capable. Of, you know what I mean? They're not on a new production, or not on a new bike. They're still on, you know, the old bike. So are um, Plessinger and Curly and Dungey are all on new bikes. So I think Justin's going to be ahead a of the curve. So I think it could be good for him. If, if he doesn't have a podium in the first five rounds, I'll be surprised. I think first five rounds, he should have at least one podium. So I don't know if I'm wrong or if you guys agree, but I think a podium no, I'm first, with you. first five rounds would be good. Yeah, I agree. It, it would it would not surprise me. Yeah. So so what are we thinking on Chase? Do we what do we, what's a better under over under? Dungey getting top five in in outdoors at a round or a podium on a, on a, in a race or Chase Sexton Sexton finishing twelve rounds. <laughs> That's a far stretch, bro. Chase. But listen, uh, Chase Sexton finishing twelve rounds. He yeah. made it through ten last year. Yeah, yeah. Chase, Chase Sexton. Uh, I'm I'm all for that. Uh, you know, going into this season, so I think the kid. Uh, I, I would say I think the kid is matured, but then we see what happens at you know races like Minneapolis, where he just you know yeah. maybe loses his focus for just a little bit and ends up on the ground. But um, I, I really like. Uh, 
chase. I think he's developed a lot. I think the team's helping him with that. I've got to spend a little bit of time around that team. Uh, as you guys know, I'm big friends uh, with, with the Hymas family, and, mm-hmm. and so getting to hang out at Chance, at the, you know, with Chance at the Cross Futures program, and just seeing Sexton and and Chase and and Jet and Hunter. So I think that he's developed a lot. He seems in a good head spot. So for me, that's uh, I I put him finishing all twelve rounds before I do you know Dungey. Okay. Oh, I do too. I think Sexton is going to be strong. I hope so. Yeah, yes. he's he's like one tick away and. Kyle, I have a question for you. Since you've been around the team and you're currently riding Hondas, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I am. Yep. Yeah. So how much? Like a lot of times, people don't understand that the the bike that you buy off the showroom floor is a little different than what the guys are racing because you know Chase feels that he can push these motorcycles. Is yeah. is some of his errors due to um, he's just he's pushing the bike too hard and maybe he needs just to back off the bike a little bit or, I mean, where do you see some of that? You know, I was, uh, actually got to, you know, obviously him being a long-term, long-term fly guy, you know, Trey Kennard is well connected with that team. So I was talking mm-hmm. to Kennard a bit and he was, you know, he's still testing, he's still riding. Uh, I don't want to break any news here, but uh, no one listens to the show. So I think it's fine. I think Trey's actually going to come back and even race mammoth. Oh, really? Um, you know, nice. this year. Yeah, I didn't say that. So uh, <laughs> hopefully he just doesn't make it out anytime soon. Uh, but talking to Trey just to hear, like, some of the things that they're that they're struggling, like, with the bike and um, how they're willing to adapt. Like, yeah, it's obviously a little bit different than production, but it's not as far off as one would think. It's not like the difference in an MXGP bike. Now, those bikes are completely different. But, you know, they're not too far off. From, from what I'm hearing is that the chassis was super stiff on the 21. And they softened it up on the 22, and they actually went way too soft. So now they're actually working on adding rigidity back into that frame. Yeah. So, nice. and, you know, that's what, you know, canard uh, has been focusing on for the last several months. He's been done with the Supercross stuff because they've had a good base. So mm-hmm. uh, I think they'll have that bike in a pretty good spot, though. Hey, speaking of Canard, funny story. Uh, back when he went pro, so he's so like Chase Sexton's a Midwesterner, Kennard's a Midwesterner. He came to uh, one of the local tracks when, like, it was right before the year he went pro, and uh, I was just killing it locally. And he like, like oh, this Kennard dude showed up. I'm like, bro, I, I got, got him the, covered. Uh, I got I got him covered. You know what I mean? And uh, at the time, I was running a I was running a 250, maybe maybe had a little bit bigger cylinder on it than a 250. But that dude yanked me down to start, and I was like, no, "I was like, what does this dude have? Because he is pulling my bike. You know what I mean? Every every straightaway we got, I'm like, how is he just yarding me? But yeah, I, he was he was so fast back then. Like he, uh, I think he lapped all the way up to like third or fourth I did, place. I just uh, watched a video of Max Volen at our local track back in NorCal, and he's just gone. Like yeah, gone. Like, like, he's oh. just, you know, you think you think you're fast and you're moving until like this dude shows up and you're like, oh, I got him, and he just starts pulling you, and you're like, where is he getting the speed from? Yeah. So. Christian Craig did that in Mammoth, going down the freeway section. He just blew. I, I was like feeling pretty good, and he just blew by me, dude. Just scrubbed so hard in my face. I pulled off the track. I said, I'm out. Yeah, yeah I'm done. I'm good. He's gonna retire right dude, now. That, that's what it's like, uh, you know, here in Idaho, and I'll go out this and tracks and the tracks that that Hymas rides on around here are just unbelievable dude they're beat to shit the, the first time i went out to this place we're in american falls like two hours from here it's kind of in, in between my place and his and i met him out there and i'm like getting ready for loretta's and he takes me a lap around this track and i'm like 
I don't want to ride this. <laughs> what am I doing enjoy here? Myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like this is not going to be fun. Dude, and we did lap times, and I think it was like I don't know, probably a, it, it was a longer track. It was one that they just carved in the hill. And I think I'm 14 seconds slower than him per lap. And the kid's 14 years old at the time. I'm like, this is not fun anymore. Yeah. Why am I still riding a dirt bike? <laughs> but you just they they're on you know such it's a different level, level yeah. right? Yeah. So and I think that you know where you know the great ones become like no matter you know you could practice all day long local races. But the guys that elevate in certain situations, um, you know, once they get to the race, they have a whole nother level that's unlocked. It's like they just plugged in the cheat codes before the gate drops. And it's like, boom, you've reached a new level. Like, that's the guys that, to me, set off the difference. And I know I'm kind of going back and forth here a little bit. But I think a lot of the guys that we've referenced, the Ferrandises, the Sexton, I think that, you know, Kenny's going to unlock that this year with his motivation. I'm not sure if Dungey will unlock that next level. Yeah. Um, so or I does know, it, I'm, no, again, does I mean, he I'm want going to. back a little yeah. I'm going back a little bit here, but you know, no, that's, that that's point good. made made me mm-hmm. realize that, you know, is he gonna be able to unlock that next little level? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, Kyle. You've been there, I've been there where you know, me at, at nineteen, eighteen, twenty No kids. Yeah, no kids. Z F G. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm ready to lay it all on the line. Me at forty, I'm like, oh, this dude's faster. Let me just give him a little. Let me give him a work little. Like, yeah, like I want to. Like I'm not. Instead of going in inside, I'm gonna go like the middle rut. And if he's faster, I'll just you know, I'm not gonna give it to him. But I'm also not gonna put up much of a fight. You know what I mean? So yeah, you go on and take it, buddy. Yeah, yeah, right. Take your yeah. twenty bucks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, take, take that twenty bucks and give it to me because that's what you're gonna owe me. Yeah, yeah for right? real. I'll think about it. But again, like I talked earlier in the show, guys, we have a, a new sponsor. It's a ZDMS um, Power Sports Dealer Management System designed for large multi-roof dealerships. Many of our listeners not only li- live live the Power Sports lifestyle, I can't talk, but also work in dealerships across the country. Simply put, ZDMS is the heart of technology in dealerships and the engine that drives productivity and profitability. When you're online checking out next year's mx bike models hop on over to zdms.com that's zdms.com and register for a demo to see how the new dealership management system was created to increase your dealership's profitability so thanks to those guys we're really really thankful to have them on board and uh we're excited to see what the future holds but for you kyle you speak about hymas we're going into 250 class man there's some good talent we just saw chase or uh, chance and Ryder d you know go at it at uh, salt lake i wouldn't say really go at it chance was on a different level um but man the future is bright for the 250 class and we have a star that uh that could set the tone for the for the future and he's gonna go try to go back-to-back championships how are we feeling about jet lawrence are we are we are we about the hype or are we just kind of seeing where he falls like what's your thoughts kyle has he given us a reason to not be about the hype no i'm I about mean, the hype like, like, i'm in yeah like seriously i think i think that you have to you have to be on it, um, you know, whether whether you like it or not, uh, you know, what those what those brothers are doing, you know, for the sport and the engagement and the additional sponsors that hopefully, you know, that they'll bring in. I think it's healthy for our sport, but I think he hasn't given us a reason to not be about the hype. I mean, we saw what he, you know, what happened in the, you know, rookie Supercross season, battling for a win at the end, riding over his head, coming out of the whoops, face planning, and then look at him, you know, the following year, and then he's able to back it up won an outdoor championship, you know, and then here he is coming off of a championship. Like I'm, I'm on board. Like I, I think this kid is, 
uh, going to repeat. I, I really do. And I do, I think it's going to be as, I don't want to say as easy for him along the way because, you know, Justin Cooper certainly held him accountable and there was like a six point difference at the end of the championship last year. Mm-hmm. Cooper's coming off of a little bit of injury, didn't have much time, you know, on the bike, obviously during supercross season, he's back riding now, but, um, I'm, I'm about to hype until this kid gives me a reason not to be. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I just, not only am I excited to see him on the track, but I'm excited to see what he's doing off the track, like you said. And I've talked to it multiple times on this episode. I've had Cameron on, who was, who is Hunter Lawrence's mechanic. And I've had um, Christian on, who is Jet's mechanic. And even Tommy, who is Chance's mechanic. And like the vibe over at Honda is solid. They have a good team. They're all, they're all hungry. They're all having fun. So like they have a, dangerous dangerous uh group of people over there it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see for sure that being said i do look for i do look for hunter to be in the mix a little bit more um i think hunter's really coming around i think he's you know breaking out of the jet shadow a little bit and i think that the the separate coast helped for that you know they they each had i believe four wins on the season in the supercross season so you know jet's getting or uh, hunter's getting to write a bit of his own story uh, you always hear about you know the hunt, the jet and the Jetson and the donuts and and hunters kind of quietly over there being hunter, but uh, this season he was sneaky sneaky good. You know, without yeah. a couple mishaps, like we had a little bit different of a race in Salt Lake when Craig crashes and slides back to seventh. Like he had built such a cushion because of those couple bad races, but you know, hunter hunter's trying to write his own story. Granted, he has his his brother, you know, there, and obviously they're, they're fierce competitors. They both ended up in the top three in the outdoor championship last year. But um, I I just look forward to, to Hunter turning a page and, you know, the next chapter and trying to write his own story and create his own legacy. So I think that I think that Hunter is not going to make it so easy on his brother this year. Yeah, and that goes back to what I asked you in the 450 class, right? And Adam, I'll get to you next. But, you know, there's there's guys in this class as well as the 450 class that have chips on their shoulder, right? Justin Cooper, you know, people are like, he didn't race Supercross. So they don't know what to do, what they expect from him. But he, he could win this title. Hunter Lawrence, he wants to get out of his brother's shadow, which he's not really in his brother's shadow, but he's due, right? He's He's ready to say, hey, I can do it too. RJ's, you know, he's just ready to prove. I mean, he's got a contract year as well, so he needs to do something. And then Forkner's coming back from injury, and he's just started riding well. We saw a race win out of him. So it, uh, it's also the 250 class is also stacked too. So I wouldn't say it's Jets yet, but I am excited to see all these guys on the gate. That's what I'm most excited about because we, we haven't really seen it yet. We saw a little bit of East West, but even then it wasn't, it wasn't, everybody wasn't there. So, um, I think this is the first time I could be wrong, but I think this is the first time we're going to see everybody, you know, in it. Yeah. For me, I think that this is going to be, um, you know, I think this class will have more moto winners than the 450 class for sure. Um, just looking down this list, you look at, you know, Lawrence, Hampshire, Mosman, Shimoda, uh, Swole, you know, he got an overall win last year in the moto win, right? Yeah. At high point, Forkner, uh, what's Bowling going to do? How's he going to back, get bounced back? Hammaker, Brown, you know, McAdoo, Thrasher, like there's so many dudes going down this list that can get wins. So I think that we uh, will we'll have more moto winners in this class. I think that the, the, the title is going to come down to, you know, probably probably three people, the, the three that were in it last year. Yeah. The guys, for me, going back to the chip on the shoulder question, can I use the answer? Anybody underneath the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team? Oh, yeah. Any one of no them? Lie. Take a pick? Oh yeah, <laughs> you, no Fortner's going to be tough, dude. Uh, I don't. I was at Atlanta Supercross, 
in that dude. Oh, was, he was good. Oh my he was gosh, good. you were there too. But yeah, I remember. I mean, he was yeah. he was to yeah, to he get that good. heat race uh, win, dude. He was sending it like he, yeah, he came from the back. Oh, and he flatlanded that thing. I mean, it made my wrist hurt when I watched him <laughs> flatland. I mean, because he straight just sent that jump. But yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm like you. Jet's gonna be fast, and I like Jet, and I like his, uh, and I like his attitude. I like uh, his energy. I mean, yeah. but uh, for him, yeah, he Jet's gonna have to beat Jet. You know what I mean? He's he's got the speed. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that's the only person that's gonna beat him is his only self. If yeah. he gets down and he, and he makes mistakes, and yeah, I do I do believe Hunter Hunter's gonna be good, and Hunter's gonna push. But uh, I have a brother. You know what I mean? And we always want to see our brothers win, but secretly, you know you want to be top dog. And Jet wants to be, whether he wants to admit it or not, and it's deep down inside you, you want to be top dog at that team. And I, Hunter wants the same thing, and that's what's good for them. But uh, I do think that Forkner is definitely going to be in the mix. I, I see him getting some podiums. I see him going for the win, too. So Yeah, and there's I don't know yeah. for sure, but I believe... From what I heard last time, it's there's two guys coming up on Star. You got LeBlanc and Romano. One of it them just got announced today. It did get announced today. Yeah, it got announced today that they're both uh, that there's some new riders underneath the Star Racing tent, and Romano announced that he was excited to be doing the full outdoor Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championship. Okay, yeah. See, what I heard was both of them were going to do it, and then whoever did better would stay twelve rounds, and then the other one would race amateur, and then do the last three. So it sounds like they already figured it out. So, um, well, yeah, and and maybe I didn't read into as much triple. You know, I was actually working today, which it sounds like you were too. If you actually didn't already have that uh, that information, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh, uh, you know on on Romano's it had posted about you know how he was excited to announce that. I'll just read it to you. Pro okay. career starts now. Super stoked to announce I will be racing pro motocross this summer. The team and I have put in a lot of work on and off the track. It's about time to go racing. Something I've been dreaming of since little kids. So let's have some fun. Sweet. So, so that means LeBlanc will be LeBlanc will be racing Chance at Loretta's. If yeah, if that's, that's probably correct. what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And then is Chance going to do the last three, or are they going to wait? Or can you can you talk? Okay. If you can't talk about it, I understand. I think it's kind of out there. I think that uh, it's kind of public information. Um, yeah, Chance will do the last four. Um, okay. After after Loretta's, and then okay. not sure what next year looks like if he starts with a full outdoor season first before he works his way into Supercross or what. But yeah, his plan is to um, to go racing after Loretta's. Okay, cool. So there we go. Breaking news, people. Breaking news. That's what we do on the show that nobody Easy. listens to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I mean, uh, we're all safe. Yeah, I know, right? We're all good. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but Adam, for you, you uh, you feeling like Jet's gonna win? The, what's who's your title pick? I mean, can we talk title picks too early? Talk title picks? Uh, I think it's too early. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I I want to see a couple silly rounds. Season? Yeah, it's definitely silly season. But uh, you know, I I work for a company that is green, and uh, I, I think Forkner really. I do. That's think he, why. That's why the Forkner hype now it comes out. Listen, he's got something to prove. I hope that he's got his mental game together. You know what I mean? He. We've seen the dude. His blistering fast speed. So I don't think he's injured right now. I mean, he's coming off. He should be healthy. Yeah. Um, the the bike's good. Uh, I just home life, right? Hashtag home life. If the yeah. home life is good, I think he'll be good. So Fortner? yeah, yeah. I don't know about his home life, but it could be good. <laughs> Listen, but that's <laughs> um, where you know that's where Jet and Hunter have it dialed. I mean, they just yeah, they're chilling. Yeah, they're, they're playing golf. They're buying cars. 
They're, they're kicking it. Yeah, so their home life is good, and they have fun, and there's a lot to be said with that because then you enjoy getting up. You enjoy training. You have something mm-hmm. to train with, um, and you have someone to push you. Like I said, the, that brother duel is going to be it's going to be awesome to watch for the years to come. So. I will say the cool thing for Forkner is he doesn't have stress of going 450. I believe they already announced he's going to stay 250 one more year. Yes. So that's good for him. He doesn't yeah. have to worry about that, so he can just ride. I don't know for sure. Did you find out if Martin's racing, or is he waiting just to go to Muck Off? Uh, I didn't find he's out. Waiting. Yeah. He's waiting, right? That's yeah. what I thought. Okay. Yeah, he, he he's waiting just to go to Muck Off. I don't think he was fully healed, and That's he's waiting just to go to Muck Off for 2023, which is a bit of a bummer. Like, yeah, it's kind of uh, sad. Man, you know that that yeah that kid's story and you know what he's done you know early on in his career and getting those titles for Star and you know coming back, it felt like you know they're more you know rewriting more of the same story and. You know the injury thing is just something that's such a such a bummer in our sport. It is a reality, and that's yeah. it's part of the sport, part of racing. And you know the good guys that can manage the you know the top level speed with you know staying, staying on two wheels and not you know getting too far out of control. Obviously, you know end up at the top. And I just you hate to see something like that you yeah. know happen to to a young, a young guy in our sport that continuously uh, has just had this luck over the last couple of years. Have we heard about McAdoo? Where's he at? He's PC. Is he PC? Is he racing? He's back. Uh-huh. Yeah, is he's he back? Yeah, he's, he's dude, racing. You yeah. know, that's yeah, another. Racing. That's another dude. Whackers yeah. is coming out, dude. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. Dude, you, you, if him and RJ start together, just watch out. Hold on. Grab some popcorn. There's going to be some fireworks somewhere. I'm I think excited. we should. I think we should put him on each end of the gate, right? And just see the chaos in the middle. Like, see what happens. <laughs> That'd be tight. Right? That would be sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. Uh, I'm excited. Further first round to be at Paula, but I'm a little nervous because that track's really, really fast. Um, and it's a little sketchy, like we saw last year. Like it was pretty gnarly. Um, so mm-hmm. hopefully these guys can all, you know, keep it, keep it competitive, but get through the first round. We always say, right? A1, you can't win it. And you, you know, but you can certainly lose it. And I think that's going to be the same thing for Paula. Um, or, yeah. you know, I don't, Fox Raceway, I'll get in trouble if I don't say Fox Raceway, but we'll call it Paula. Um, yeah. But for you, Kyle, I mean, are, are you- uh, go ahead. Good. No, I was going to say, are you guys excited about the last round being at Paula? Like for me, it's a, you know, Supercross um, is one thing, you know, because they'll still figure out different configurations of the track. But yeah. you know, to me, motocross is, you know, 12, 12 different races, 12 rounds. Sure, we've, we've had a COVID year and some other things, you know, get thrown in there that were a little weird where we had some residencies, but like, you know, two rounds at Loretta's. And I, I just, I looked at the schedule. I didn't get excited for, to see Paula back on the schedule at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's, you know, the Mecca down there. There's a lot of people, but you know, it, for me, it'd be cool to, to throw in the Glen Helen. Uh, you know, there's obviously, you know, Freestone. There's you know, yeah. so many different ways that you could, you know, rework this thing back in there. You know, we went to Muddy Creek for years. I don't think the Loretta's one is, is the right complex for it. You know, it's cool for the amateur stuff, but it wasn't, yeah. uh, you know, the, the pro motocross level. So, I, I just wasn't super excited to see that back on the schedule. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I like to see 12 different rounds on 12 different, you know, terrains and, and, you know, different variations of dirt. So yeah. for me, it was a little bit of a bummer. It'll still provide a great season ending and, and some good racing, but I just wish it was a little bit somewhere else, not somewhere we've already been to. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I would like to see some different tracks. Even, I mean, we all, Redbud is July 4th. We know it's a staple and Millville is a staple. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's some, there's definitely some other tracks, and, and there's dude, good, Loretta's was kind of sick when they did it. it. Like it was like the track was easy, it's, but it honestly, made for good racing. Loretta's is a great 250 track, yeah. But on a big 450 yeah, on it, it's, 
I yeah, mean, it's a little sketch. Yeah. You want the 450 for the start, but then once you start getting into the jumps and the rollers, you're like, oh, man, where's my 250? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I, like there's several good tracks in Florida. I mean, Texas, yeah. and they always talk about the heat. And te- Let's start off in Texas then. Yeah, Let's, I don't know if it's cost yeah. or what. Like I'm, I don't know. Yeah, there's a definitely a lot. There's definitely a fee for yeah. for that, and it's an expensive fee. But I mean, I would love to see uh, a Texas round. Let's start in Texas and then could work you, our our way around. Could you imagine Lincoln Trail got a national? Uh, I've talked to Lincoln Trail about it. I know they want to. No, the, it, the fees are too much. Okay, it, it because. Dude, let's go back to WW Ranch. How sick was that? Oh like? yeah, WW, another one. That was yeah. a gnarly one. Uh, that kicker. As long as we yeah. don't go back to Miller, I heard Miller was super sketchy. <laughs> oh, it was awful. Yeah, I heard it was, it was bad. I remember one year we went to Elsinore. Yeah, I remember one year we went to Elsinore, and it was so bad too. Like, hey, who would, remember WW? Was it uh, um, the Husqvarna rider? About died off the top of that one thing. He went like nose first off, but there was two dudes that almost had giant get offs at WW. I remember Zach had a really good ride. Like yeah, Osborne came out swinging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but again, they, they, they complained well, about the heat. And same with Texas, they complained about the heat. But that's dude, why. But a July Fourth weekend dude, is not cold. Well, that's what I mean. Start, <laughs> start it. Let's start it in Florida. Yeah. Let's start it in Texas. I mean, if we're gonna end it in California, let's start it on the East Coast and have something different. Yeah. So, again, I don't know. That would make know. way too much sense. <laughs> you know, just start on one coast and end up in the other. That's we tough. just like to ping back and forth across the country. Yeah, yeah just make it hard for the privateers that that are yeah. driving here and there. So yeah. uh, that's funny. But and not even that. Like just for the factories as well. Like I guarantee you, their expenses are up. What thirty, forty percent when you just look at the price of oh, fuel yeah, alone. Gas prices, driving yeah. from yeah, driving from Bud Creek to I haven't looked at the exact schedule, so forget. But Bud Creek to Millville to. You know, going back and forth to you know Buchanan, Michigan, and then Washougal, like it's gnarly. Hey, yeah. so let me—that's a good question you brought out, and I'm going to bring bring this up to you. With the price of fuel, mm-hmm. is it going to cut down on the amount of entries is for the privateer guys? Are we going to see less privateers um, signing up for some of these events? I think so, Kyle. I think you'll see less. I think you'll see less privateers try to chase the series. I think you'll have them hit pockets, like if you look at. You know, um, you know, there's a three series stretch there, really four series stretch where you don't get too far. You go to High Point, and it's like, okay, you go over to Redbud, come back to Southwick, and then you have, you know, back to, you know, Millville. So, like, that's a four race stretch that some guys will probably hit. Maybe, you know, guys from the East Coast will skip, you know, Fox and uh, Fox Raceway and, and Thunder Valley, but maybe they'll hit those. So, I think maybe you'll have the same amount of entries. I think we'll just be more localized. Yeah, yeah. I I could be wrong. You guys might know this better than I do, but I feel like there's a lot more fast guys on the East Coast than there is the West Coast. Like, like California has some fast kids, but like you look at High Point and Southwick, like that's those are the two tracks I feel like, or even Unadilla. Like privateers can come out and run some fast lap times. Well, that's because like, they have races there throughout the year. Yeah, and yeah. they they like know the track. Like they know that if they take this corner at this like prep doesn't um really gonna affect it yeah you know what i mean like uh, the tracks are the tracks are basically the same but the more laps you have on it the you just are comfortable there and when mm-hmm. you're comfortable and you you've wrote it on this prep and you wrote it on this day and you wrote you know what to expect and that's right. why those local guys can come out to those tracks and just rip okay that would make sense i, I just, mean that's it why just, I, it just I, seems like there's way more guys that like when i did a couple with connor last year it just seemed like there's way more guys signing up on the east coast that were fast than there is on the on West Coast, but again, like you guys, you guys would know more than I would. Uh, the first ever outdoor I went to was Southwick, and uh, I had qualified. And when I was, you know, they did that split practice thing, and 
you have the first track that's like the first time out it's completely smooth and you had all these like privateers qualifying like second third eighth seventh yeah. you know they were just ripping because the track was just gorgeous and uh i'd never forget i qualified for the southwick was my first national I ever went to qualified went 26 26 i don't think i moved for three days i had never <laughs> experienced a motorcycle track so rough my lower back was fried like my core was just completely shot i had zero energy just from standing up around that track for 35 minutes it was uh man it was something i'll never forget but going back to that you know qualifying and i just remember that one sticking out because like for me it was like all the privateers they actually had like an advantage there because the track wasn't as rough yet and then like b practice was first yeah yeah that's that's gnarly um so for 250s do we have a top three adam do you have a top three for for hangtown Oh, it's going to be Jet, and okay. then we're going. No specific order, just top three. Uh, yeah, Jet, Forkner, Wackers. Okay. And Kyle? Uh, I'm going to – it's going to sound a bit cliche, but I'm going with, you know, kind of last year. I'm going Jet, Jay Coop, and Hunter. All right. I like that. I'll probably go Jet and Max. I want to go Max. Ancy? No. Bowling. Oh, Bowling? Bowling, yeah. Yeah, you think – Stop it. Yeah, get out of town, bro. Dude, he's been riding there a lot, like a lot, like a lot, a lot. What are you are tra- we talking wait. top three? Are, are we talking top three for the series? Hey, you know, three? just hang town, just hang town. Hey, he's trying to get some new plastic. Oh wait, Hangtown's not first round. I'm sorry, Hangtown's not first round. That's, Paul is first round. So no, I'm gonna go. Paula. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go Jet, and then I'm gonna go Hunter, and I'll go Forkner. Hey, you know what he was trying to do there, okay. right, Kyle? He was he was trying to use oh, yeah. that to I, get I some plastic. He was, he was going. Like, I already hey. got two sets on the way, guy. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, and they're both the brand new metallic sets that aren't even out yet. I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, yeah, I do exactly. know what you're talking about. If you have not done it yet, please go check out at TurbiesUSA.com. Handguard stands, new plastics, uh, just everything you can need. Frame guards, just pipe guards, whatever you need, TurbiesUSA.com. Uh, screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> um, all right, so 450s, top three. Go ahead. Paula. Kyle, you go first. I, I went first last time. All right, I'll go Dylan, Sexton, Rockson. Dylan Brandis, Chase Sexton, Ken Rockson. Okay. I'm going to go. <laughs> you going to have your shirt on for this one? You're no, going to take your listen, shirt off. Listen. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Rockson. Okay. Rockson. I said, the... yeah, it doesn't have to be in order, not just your top three. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go Rockson. Okay. Anderson, Sexton, yeah, Cali got over here. Yeah, yeah l- listen, I, I, uh, I like that. I like that. I, I, Roxon, Sexton, Anderson, because tough and and here's my here's my, um, those guys are in shape, and I don't think, um, I don't think Ferrandis is a hundred percent. I don't know. I saw a video of him the other day. He looked okay, fast as shit. Well, I, that's just that's just, not worried about Tomac too. I don't know what Tomac's at. Yeah, and so again, he hasn't had the gate drops, and we know, yeah, um, Ferrandis isn't a great starter, but he's got thirty minutes. He's got you're right. He's got thirty minutes. That's what I think of Herman Supercross is he didn't have thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but these other these other dudes, uh, you know, like Sexton and Anderson have been racing, so yeah. they're they're ready. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, yep. And I just. I just like Roxon. But you can say that about Kenny too. Kenny hasn't raced. No, since. I, I, I know, but that's yeah. what I say. I just, uh, you know, uh, I just like Roxon. That's where, right. that's where it's at. So. I like that. I'm gonna go Anderson, Ferrandis, and 
That's just tough. Brandis Anderson and Tomac. Screw it. I'm just gonna hope that he's hope that he's good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say just so, so he's. Is anybody writing this down? <laughs> I, I should have. Listen, yeah. all all I know is Caroli's beating Dungy and no, I'm getting twenty dollars. Twenty bucks. We're just doing the first. Are we doing that on the first round or the, through the first two? No, first round is what you agreed to. Is first round is what I agreed to? Yeah. Okay. Right, right, yeah. Kyle. You're getting your twenty for the first round. I'm getting my twenty for the first round. All right. So Dungy's beating Caroli at the first round. That's the bet. That's Are, that's no. your bet. We're no. our bet yeah, is Caroli. Caroli's gonna yeah. beat Dungy. Okay, so, so you, I got to pay both of you suckers twenty bucks. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. That's the deal. I like it. I'm gonna be rich. I'm gonna buy myself a new hey, dinner you, or good dinner. I mean, you better get out and start selling more of that at Sherby's Classic and Scott Goggles. Yeah. No, I got to go where the, the margin is. Uh, let's see here. What else? Uh, Webb well, and Musk. You have to pick your two fifty. Yes, you have to pick your two fifty guys. I did. I picked uh, Jet. Oh, right. well, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to write them down now. So oh, okay, okay, okay. 250 guys. Jet, Hunter, and who did, what was my third? Forkner. Uh, Forkner. Yeah, it was Forkner. Forkner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was my top three. All right, got it. And then 450 was Anderson, Tomac, Ferrandez. Yep, And then Adam was Ferrandez, or not Ferrandez, Tomac, Anderson, Sexton. No, no. No, no. no Sexton. I, I, I went um, Sexton, Anderson, Roxon, Roxon, Anderson, yeah. Sexton. And it could be, you know, it could be Roxon, Sexton, Anderson, but uh, yeah, we're, not, we're just yeah, just yeah. your three guys. Yep, yep. that's my three. Right. And then I uh, for the out for the two fifties, I went Jet, and then just went all green, baby. Yeah, I went Forkner McAdoo. Oh yeah, Forkner McAdoo. So Wackers is Someone's trying to get a pay raise. <laughs> Listen, Ricky Bobby, first or last, buddy's coming out. So <laughs> uh, hey, you know who's gonna be Ricky Bobby is Ryan Dungy. I'm going so fast, <laughs> homie's going like twenty miles an hour. <laughs> I'm on fire! I'm on fire! Uh, yeah. I'm like, oh shit! Uh, All right. So before we end the show, what's our thoughts on Webb and Musquin? Musquin, are we upset they're not racing? Do we see more guys asking for Supercross only contracts? What's our thoughts? I think Musquin is. Uh, I think he was overlooked last year, and uh, I think he's tail end of his career, and I think he's looking at that World Supercross. He's Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, so for him, he's playing it smart. He's going to do the World Supercross, and for Webb, uh, I he just needs the time off. If we want Webb to stay in the series longer, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because um, there's been talks of burnout with him. and Yeah, and he even announced, he even said it on Pulp. Yeah, he, so I think this is good for him. This will He'll watch some races, he'll get He'll get his health back, get healthy, and he'll be rejuvenated yeah. for next year's Supercross, and he'll be tough next year. But I yeah. think, yeah, he's this, got a one-year deal. Yeah, this is a good. This is good for him to be off. I'm not upset because we have, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline with uh, RD5 and Crowley. So. Yeah. What's, so, so to that point, Adam, if if Webb sits out this year, he restructures a deal for next year. Is it? Have we seen the last of Cooper Webb riding outdoors, or do you think that he needs the time off? And he'll strike a deal with an OEM next year for Supercross and outdoors. Uh, I think he rides outdoor again. Um, he listen. You just you just, you just think he needs this season off. Yeah, he just you don't needs think this... he's a he's a Supercross only guy from here on out. No, no, not at all. I think he rides outdoor again, dude. Remember he rode uh, when he was on that 250F, the Yamaha. He was good outdoors. He won a title. Yeah, but he only won like one race. But he won a title. It's uh, kind of weird. He won a GP too, Count right? It. Yeah. And, yeah, he did win the GP. Yeah, so I just think that uh, uh, if he gets if he gets feeling better and he gets his bike feeling better, like he gets a uh, everything 
everything in the right order, he's going to race outdoors, and he'll be tough outdoors. I think yeah. we, we haven't seen the last of him outdoors, but I do think that he does need uh, a, basically a mental break. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's good because he'll be he'll be sitting home watching the races, and then he'll be motivated. And that's where that's where Dungey's at. He's got a baby coming too. Yes, and you need that time off, yeah. but. Yep. Dungey's been watching races, just remembering how fast he was, and that's why he's coming back. Because he's like, dude, I love that. I love that intensity. I love the way I feel. Like the feeling, and Kyle, you know, when you're on that gate with forty other dudes, and it's getting ready to drop, and it's you're, you're watching the the thirty second board. You're like, you're just at an all time high. You cannot explain that feeling. It's so right. awesome. It is unmatched. It's unmatched for sure. Just hopefully they all take use the portal potty so they don't get fined a thousand bucks before they. To get the game you know, I've I've thought about this question a lot, right? Like I don't like to me is it? I don't want to say is is it a cop out because I understand and I under you know I know what the bodies go through and I know what it takes to train at that level. And granted, I was at, never at that level. I know the programs that I was on and uh, you know how fierce they were and how mm-hmm. you know just intriguing they were on the body and everything that you would go through and you know you're trying to replenish you know literally every single day so you have the energy to do it tomorrow. Like, I get all that, but to me, it's like, I'm kind of stuck in the middle. Like, one, I want to see it because to me, it's, you know, it proves the most gnarliest athlete out there, right? And making it through a whole outdoor series of 12 rounds. But for me, you know, and to Adam's point a little bit, if this keeps them in the series longer, you know, and even for, you know, selfishly on the Supercross side of things, like if Cooper Webb becomes a Supercross only guy, you know, for the next three years or if he does this outdoor season he's like hey you know what i'm over it i'm burnt out after this outdoor season is that a price i'm willing to take for not seeing him ride outdoors this year if i can have cooper webb in the you know as part of the series for the next three years i'm probably going to take that you know yeah um but yeah for me i'm i'm really i have a tough time with this one because i want to see these guys race i think when i think the oems want to see it we know there's a lot of dollars tied around supercross you know it's the the monster jam it's the you know the super bowl for us it's you know a lot of people you know coming to the sport it's a show and you know the outdoors is more of the true enthusiast fan, yeah. i mm-hmm. think that shows up um you know which honestly may be a better place for them to sell bikes you know because not all the guys that, that show up and watch the you know the circus that sells but honestly circus because it, it, it's a show right there's fireworks yeah there's, yeah there's racing their main events like Look at Feld. Feld Disney, Disney on Ice. Feld's Monster Jam. They put on shows. So, you know, you know. But for me, the guys going to an outdoor race and sitting out at Redbud when it, I was there that year when it was a hundred and you know six degrees and it was ninety percent humidity. Like the fans staying through that are your true hardcore enthusiasts, and mm. you know that's probably you know maybe a guy that is going to buy a bike in the coming future. So I think OEMs want to see guys there. It's important for them to be at outdoors, but. I, I can't tell you where I'm at on it. I'm honestly just a mixed bag. It's six and one, half dozen in the other for me. I want to see it happen. I'm not too bitter about it because I think that we'll have them around the sport longer for, you know, taking some time off or taking off a, you know, a supercross only or taking on a supercross only contract. Yeah. Hey, let's, you know, Kyle, you had a good point, but when you start, when you start to think about, um, how many weeks a year these guys, what's, they're doing mm-hmm. 17 supercross rounds. One week off. And, and, 12 outdoor rounds that's 29 weeks okay what other sport what other athlete is in shape for 29 weeks i mean how many weeks you don't have football the whole time you don't have baseball that's why there's yeah all these other sports but you know like it you, makes you peas long but it's a lot of breaks 
Yeah, a lot of the, breaks. These, yeah, these guys don't get the breaks. You know, they don't mm-hmm. get the time with their family or the time to rest and recover. Um, so yeah, I I think he needs to recover. He needs the rest, and it will mo- honestly, I think it will motivate him. He's gonna watch these races and feel like he could be in a contender. You know, he's gonna be like, oh, I I I ride with that guy, or I seen that guy. I can be there. I can do that, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what's gonna get him mentally there. So. No, I can see that. I mean, I I think Kyle's onto something too, though. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if after next year Cooper announces he'll be Supercross only. But it's just one of those things to where you know that's where the uh, the money is and it allows you to have a longer career. But it would be cool to see him one more time in the outdoors. But I think Kyle's you know kind of onto something to where a lot of these guys are are wanting to do Supercross only, and it sucks because Pro Motocross is what we all grew up on, right? But at the same time, yeah, you know, the, the only thing riding as a kid. Do yeah. we need to make the pay better? That's the problem. That's I. You're. I think you hit a nail on it. It's how do we get these guys more money, especially with World Supercross coming? Like, I think a lot of people are going to be shook when they figure out how many guys want to go to World Supercross because like, the money is so good. And here's the deal. And uh, um, you could, and I know some privateers. Mm-hmm. They make more money running fair races and local races through the summer yeah. than they're going to make at any pro motocross or any series and it costs them way less yeah you you know when you can go to a fair race and win 12 to 1500 bucks i mean even supercross too kyle on a tuesday night uh a tuesday night at, at local yeah. joe bob's uh, yeah. uh i know it's death cross but yeah. still that's the thing those guys those guys can put put that together and then they can get money you know doing some training stuff on the side so until we get the money thing figured out and how to pay these athletes to show up mm-hmm. it that's that's what i mean to win a 450 supercross main kyle chisholm pretty much won that and that pulp max lcq <laughs> like that's pretty gnarly. Oh, absolutely. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's pretty crazy when you think about it. he went and raised a pulp max lcq and won about the same money that ken roxon would win if he won a supercross from AMA. Oh, granted, that's not Honda. That's not Fox. That's none of that. But from AMA the, to win a 450 main event, I think it's only 25 grand. What do you think it is to win an outdoor? I, I think it's, I don't know. It's probably 20 or 15. Dude, yeah, dude, it's nothing. No, I, I think it's, I, no, it's, it, yeah, it's nothing. It's like, forgive me for not knowing, but I know the last time I, you know, when so, I was doing it, I was looking at it. It was like $2,400 per moto. Yeah. That's like it was, it was absolutely it's, nothing. So, and that's the thing. When you're a privateer, do you know what? It, it's so it's two hundred and fifty bucks. I still believe to sign up. Yeah. So it's two hundred and fifty dollars to sign up. At least like yep. in Supercross, if you sign up right and yeah. you make the night show, yeah, not right. even make the main event, yeah. but you at least qualify and make the night show. Yeah. You're gonna break even. Right. right you know right. what I mean? You're not gonna for the lose, most part. Yeah. For yeah. the most part, you're you're mm-hmm. you know, and you have some sponsorships that kick in. But for an outdoor, if you show up and you and you qualify and you get thirty ninth place. Yeah. You get nothing. Yeah, it's like you, 150 bucks. No, like it's it's nothing. Yeah. You know, so that's the thing and for you what get a cool you get a cool plaque that says you've you've raced. No, oh, dude, like, that's like a cool for, little set for what they, portrait. For what they charge the promoters to have these events and to put it on, it's an extremely um, large amount of money. I know. And then the payout, it's nothing. So That's why I think a lot of guys are going to World Supercross cuz they're getting show up money and they don't have to pay to race. So you know, um <laughs> The powers that be, I know nobody listens to this podcast. I know. But they need to take some of that promoter money that they get to put the event on 
to get back to the riders. Yeah. I mean, and I know Davey yeah. Coombs is doing his best. The guy works hard. Like, I've seen him work at Loretta's. Like, the dude puts in the hours. And I think they're trying to do different things. Like, you know, they're doing the, the new the new broadcast this year where they're going to have, like, Bradshaw and supposedly James Stewart. Um, I think AC is going to do one. Like, they're going to have different people act, do color at every round this year. So, like, that would be pretty cool. And hopefully that will bring in some new some new viewers. But... We'll see. I know that I know they're riding. They're just throwing everything at the wall to try to figure out how to make pro motocross a premier series in our sport. Pay the athletes. Yeah, that's, that's how I you know. do it. I know. Yeah. I agree. People come to see yeah. Ken yeah. Roxon. People come to see Jason Anderson. Max Verstappen ain't paying to show up to race his uh, his bike <laughs> yeah. or his F one no. car. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, no. you know, nope. funny, we're the only sport that, that has to it's, pay to race. It's funny you bring that up, Triple, because I was actually gonna you know, go into, and I'm sure everybody's heard it, but I was actually going to go into the drive to survive, yeah. you know, series, you know, that Netflix has. And I know that, you know, we had some Red Bull Moto Spy stuff that was kind of like a look into that. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, primarily Red Bull athletes. Granted, you got, you know, you got glimpses of other people, you know, glimpses of other people, you know, in the series as well along that. But, you know, the, that's why, that's when I became such an F1 fan. And same, same. Yeah, I went to Austin, I went to Austin last year, but when I watched that series, I was like, all right, like, what these guys do, the amount of investment that there is, the access that they give you, though, into that sport is unlike Incredible. anything I've ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you, yeah, you're listening to the commentary mid-race, and it's like, hey, Ricardo, Norris, Norris is faster than you pull over. He needs clean air. And it's yeah. just like, we would never hear that in our sport, right? Like, team tactics, tactics and, you know, not just that, but just like, you know, just it, an insight into what actually goes on in these athletes' lives, like, day in, day out, and what race they look like, and yeah. Creating something like that, um, I think a would, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it would a connection. It would get more people view in the sport, which means the sponsorship dollars are more. Do you know, but you know, go look and go look at the guy that got that got twentieth place. You know, uh, last week at the PGA Championship, I bet you that dude took home about a sixty thousand dollar check. Twentieth place in the AMA Pro Motocross race is going to get you about five hundred bucks per moto, bud. Good luck making it home. Yeah, yeah Kyle, real. could you imagine the TV going to the pits? You just you just rode your balls off. You got tenth place. You get back to your trailer. You're dry heaving, and you're like, "Where's the?" Ice? And they're trying to get you in the ice bath in between motos. Could you imagine the TV viewers are like, "This is what this dude physically has to go through to they race." Have no idea. Yeah, they have no like seriously. Yeah. You absolutely. Like, those when like you know like those guys much. that come off the track like uh, I I give it to the 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 winners of each moto because they put on such a brave face for that interview dude when I pull off the track you know they're dead oh, oh I, for when, sure when I pull off the track after running thirty minutes like it's literally I just lay down on the ground like I just want to yeah. find somewhere like someone take my bike let me lay down pour a little water on me and give me just I'm trying to physically catch my breath for the next five minutes ten minutes so I couldn't I, even talk to you I did like this year how they did the mic on Christian at Atlanta like he was watching the bike and like they were talking like they did like a little mic some people gave it a little bit of grief but I thought it was cool I don't know if you guys watch we need stuff like that we need yeah, I don't think you watched the cowboy did in- yeah in, yeah, we need a deeper connection into the sport where these guys feel like like they know them, right? And they yeah. feel like they can feel what they're going through. And it'll connect people to the sport. It'll keep them around longer. They'll be buying – they'll even be buying Kawasaki's, Adam. Like, that's how, you know, these people are going to be connected to the sport. Hell, when you're buying a Kawasaki – I'm just kidding. Kawasaki's a great motorcycle. <laughs> but, you know, you, you get them connected emotionally – to it right? right because they can appreciate the sense of a you know what it takes in order to be an athlete at this level and they're hooked like 
yeah, I just think that there's a big void there missing for what we do for the riders. It's always like, it feels like what the riders can do for the sport versus what the sport can do for the riders. And if we're able to give back, if we're able to give more purse money, if we're able to help you build your brand from a TV series or a YouTube series or whatever it is, like if, if, if the promoters have that mindset a little bit, the money would come full circle. Yeah, and I think that's what what is the biggest thing, right? Is like I like you said, is just building that connection. Like F one drivers survive when those dudes have that drama and that rivalry. Like it just makes you want to jump in, right? Like you're picking a side. Oh, like I'm a I'm a Toro. Is his name Toro? Tone? Like what's his name? At Mercedes. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, Hamilton. No, the Hamilton the, the principal, or- the principal, the team principal. Oh yeah, uh, Toto. Toto. Yeah. Toto. So like you're like either a Toto fan or you're a Christian fan. But like the way yeah, they make that rivalry in the series is awesome. Like it'd almost be like yeah. Lars versus uh, Mitch Payton, or not Mitch Payton, but uh, who's Dave Feeney? Is Dave Feeney at Cowie? Mm-hmm. Like those, like those guys. Like if if you had that drama, like they're cursing, they're cussing each other on on this drive to survive thing. It's like that happens yeah. in our sport, but nobody talks about it. I, seriously, it would be no. so awesome to have the TV group. Like Jeremy Coker just pissed at freaking uh, you, Lars. You know that they're coming back and they're like, "Did you see that? We're protesting him." Yeah, go, go like, that'd protest be so that. cool. You know, you know what I mean? Like those dudes are are, yeah. are on it. So, but we need. Yeah, you think these teams are going to give that type of access to? That's the problem. Like, why not? Like, I mean, it's just yeah, and, like, and I I can tell you exactly being a and, and don't hold me accountable for this, but. Being a Cleveland Browns fan like I am, because I was born in Ohio, I can tell you what Deshaun Watson signed his contract for, but I can't tell you what Christian Craig signed his deal for for next year. Like it's it's such a secrecy thing in our yeah. industry, and you know what you know these F one drivers are making, and you know what you know the teams are paid out for championships. Like just try to Google twenty twenty two Pro Motocross AMA parts, see if you can find it. Like even as an athlete, you know these guys are like, well, I wonder what the payout is this year. Like, but that's I think the missing piece is just the visibility, you know, yeah. that we have into the sport and, you know, getting that deeper connection and getting people hooked. I think that that's something that's missing. But like I said, if that happens and then more people begin writing, guess what? OEMs are giving out more money. Um, you know, energy drinks are giving out more money because, you know, people are buying more energy drinks. Like it just takes a, getting everybody involved at a deeper level. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so here's the deal. I know there's a fly. Uh, semi that runs around uh, not the, for outdoors <laughs> what no 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 the uh um for supergraph no he he's the support guy if you can you can basically pay him 800 bucks oh know. tpj yeah the tpj team right yeah, yeah, yeah. D- we need a tv crew to follow the tpj team around that that's where we go that's where we get it started right you get started with those dudes yeah. uh you are, yeah. you are you follow around uh twisted t like uh, you follow those dudes around those those yeah. and that's where the big teams are going to see the the excitement like with the drives for drive to survive there was a couple teams they didn't want you they didn't want them in their pits for the first season and then they watched it and then the second season and by the third season they're like oh no come to our pits yeah. come like, come Mercedes videotape was pissed that they weren't on the series yeah they're like we we want in so that's what i mean we we follow tpj around and those are those are true amateurs so the struggle is real you know what yeah. i mean those yeah, are the problem is the problem is we're going to need a translator for Ted Park. I'm not sure <laughs> if people will be able, <laughs> will be able to, yeah. to understand yeah. Ted Park. Maybe Max so, can be the maybe Max can be the commentator. But you're right, Adam. That's a that's a very good point. You get in with a, a team that's having some fun, yet also like holding their riders accountable, like a 
like a twisted T, you know, HEP team, or even, you know, Ted yeah. Parks, he takes it. He's spending a lot of money to take these guys to the races. He wants them to succeed and do a good job. Like, you know, you give, you start there, right? And then the people are recognizing it. You get some sponsorship dollars and everybody's like, wait, you know, we're a much higher, not much higher, but you know, we're a different level of team. Like give yeah. us access into that. And, and then what, what type of dollars will that bring? But I that's a good, great idea. We just have to have somebody to do it. Yeah. we yeah. The tw- Dude, I think it'd be awesome to follow like the twisted team around. You know what I mean? It's they're it, they're a B level team, but they're still there. They put to, the work in. Yeah, yeah, they do. And you know, to see those routers to come off and they would, they would grant you more access. You know what I mean? And that's what everybody, yep. they, you want good access, good or bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether yep. you're pissed yep. off at somebody. Um, and I know it's tough, but, uh, yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to watch those. Yeah. Well, it's so. going to bring more sponsorship dollars too. Right? Oh, for so. sure. Supposedly that's what the world supercross is going to do. They're going to do a, uh, driver survive series supposedly. And, so. and maybe that's, maybe that's where it starts. And then, you know, we just yeah. have, you know, additional people and sponsors, you know, pouring money into the sport. I mean, it's it's not good to see these. I mean, even even Geico, right? Like Geico yeah, pulling, pulling out, out and you yeah. saw what it did. You saw what it did to one team. And then there's a bit of a debacle over there at the, you know, with the Butler brothers and the, the you know, whatever's going on with, you know, Rocky Mountain and that team. Um, like we need these guys around. And if there's additional money in the sport or, or Geico's like, yeah, we, we can't afford to back out of that because of the visibility that these guys get and what it gives our brand and, like it's it's not good to see these guys backing out, and I think that if something's not done soon, if it takes World Supercross to start to kickstart that, I'm all for it because yeah. I can't stand to see you know forget you know yeah you have all these riders left without rides, but dude, think about the truck drivers, think about the mechanics, think about the team manager. Like there's totally. so much that goes into running a team behind the scenes that a lot of people don't have an appreciation for because we don't really tell them. They think a truck shows up and these bikes roll out automatically cleaned and prepped from last weekend and a, and a guy hops on it like from you know somebody who's not that into our sport they'll never know that without you know right. the type of access that we're talking about yeah and that, that's why i'm hoping these rumors that everybody keeps talking about about triumph coming into the sport and possibly beta and then i think steve announced or talked about maybe suzuki coming back so hopefully we'll see hopefully we'll see these guys these rumors come true and we'll have more people in the sport and more bikes on the track and and uh, I mean, it's just a, a hope and a prayer, but we just—it'd be good for us. Wait, can we get some some Moto Spot Show, you know, cameras out there on the road? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Can, no. can we get a can we get an investor just to? We did it. We did a helmet deal last year with a guy, and it, I mean, it, it worked okay. We're, we might do it again this year, but oh, no, we're, what, we're, we're 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 tier one team right now. Listen, we need to find an investor just to pay. We need to pay uh, some kid fresh out of college to follow the the. Um, Twisted T team around, right? Yeah. Hey, we're gonna give you twenty grand, right? Yeah. To follow these around, edit videos, and get them on YouTube, a weekly YouTube update. And this is what we need out of you. And I'm sure there's Dude, that YouTube is its own revenue platform. Like I, this guy will yeah. be paying for himself yeah, after the third round. But that's what I'm saying. Like we're gonna give you Spot tw- network. we're gonna give you twenty grand to get started, <laughs> right? So here's your twenty grand, and this is for fuel to get you there, and then. You know, it's your YouTube channel, so you're gonna make the revenue off that, and then we're gonna show teams the that this will pay off. You know yeah. what I mean? But we yeah. need to get that on Spot Network too. We need to get it on both. Well, platforms. you got some connections with Spot Network. Let's listen. I mean, yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm willing to pay a monthly subscription to see 
the twisted T team. Like, <laughs> all right, Brent, if you're listening to this, we need to figure this out. Like, we, see, got, we got people. Like, <laughs> even even if we don't make the first round, but we make like the second round. But you know, you uh, you're there at you're basically you pull in on Friday with the team. You're watching them set up. You're kind of yeah. getting, and I and I know some of these riders. You're kind of getting in a rider's face and stuff like that. You just got to kind of hang back. But again. It's hard to get them on the track, but you're going to get a lot of track footage, but it's the footage when they come off the track and the interaction between the mechanics and he's talking to you about your bike and, you know, your tire set up. And I mean, like the crazy thing we already have, we already have people video like Adam's got a vlog guy. Christian's got a vlog guy. Like all these guys have vlog guys already. So and then Honda has a guy like Honda has a guy that videos everything for the team. Like we got people already in the sport. We just need to convince them to sell it to Netflix. Yeah, right. So what we need to do is stop talking about it and actually do it so we don't get pissed off when somebody does it down the road and they're, they're <laughs> making a bunch of money from it. And now we're on that because we talked about it three years ago. Off yeah. the Moto Spot show. Dang it. <laughs> right. All right, Kyle, Just you got connections. You got connections. Talk to Ricky. Tell yeah. Ricky. <laughs> yeah, I'm on it. I'm right. on it. All right. 250s covered. 450s covered. We got some awesome sponsors. The Chirbys USA, Scott Goggles, Works Connection, Bell Ray, and Spot Network. Please check out all those guys. They, they do a huge support for our show and our industry. Of course, make sure to go check out WPS um, at your local dealers. We have some new stuff coming. Can I talk about the new stuff coming, Kyle? No one listens. But yeah, go ahead. All right. So Mesh will be dropping soon. So please be on the lookout for that. I believe we will have it at Riders promoting it at Paula. Um, don't quote me, but I think that's we're releasing it, Paula. Correct? Hopefully, correct. hopefully, yeah. So yep. there, there'll be the, uh, uh, launch video launching within the next probably twenty four to forty eight hours. Yep. So please be on the lookout for that awesome new colorways. I think you guys will be really excited for that. And then twenty three is done and printed. That will be hitting local dealers uh, in August. So please be on the lookout for that. And then we have some also some other cool stuff coming down the pipeline that we can't talk about, but just. Keep your eye on flyracing.com, pretty please, and keep shopping local. We uh, we do a lot for our dealers, and we try to do it so you guys can keep the business local, um, especially now with all the COVID stuff. Now's the time. Dealers are stocking more than ever, and uh, they're ready to, to uh, help you out. So, Kyle. Buy Kawasaki's and buy fly racing gear. I love it. I no, love no, it, this guy, big, big Bell and Fox guy now. Big Listen. Bell and Fox no, guy no, now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> oh, listen, when when I go to Loretta's, I'll be in my fly gear. So I love that. Don't don't worry. Are you gonna Are you gonna be able to? Uh, are you gonna be like on the elite level to where you have the twenty three stuff before uh, it's promoted? I, I are you on that? Are you on gonna, that list? Uh, I don't think I'm on that list. Kyle, but, you know anybody? He's probably gonna. Well, he's gonna be underneath the team green canopy. I'm sure. So I'm sure we can make an exception. Yeah, I like I, that. I, I will sublimated jerseys. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. <laughs> easy. Big ass. Yeah. Big right, ass. Right. No, I got a jersey print guy, but I won't drop. I won't drop any names for my jersey print guy. He does a good job. I know him. Big shout out to Jersey Pro. We yeah, love Jersey Pro. Jersey Pros. Where's the Jersey, jersey Pros? Pro? <laughs> uh, but Kyle, you got anything else? Um, I guess if you, if anybody's still listening, just real quick, Kyle, anything you recommend for someone who's going to race outdoors? Uh, be patient. It's a long. It's a long series. Yeah. Uh, don't you know it? it beat it mentally you'll be fine just know that uh, uh it's a long series for everybody else i i really do i think that the mental side of things it gets tough when you're out there grinding you know throughout the week and and then the motos come and the motos don't quite go uh like you expect uh, don't don't give up just hang it out yeah um hydrate you know, and, and just sure know hydrate. that you just know that 
every everybody's dealing doing the same deal, right? Like everybody's struggling in some some way or fashion. But, you know, those who can who can beat it mentally and put that to the side, then uh, you know those guys will at least have a chance at being there through the end. And uh, you know that's when they may have that breakout ride. So I just you know focus on beating it mentally. Um, you know, all the prep is done. You guys have ridden. You guys have put in the motos. You've hit the gym. Um, if it just doesn't go as expected or you don't have the result one weekend, uh, don't let it get you down and, you know, just, just beat it mentally for me because that's the guy that'll be there the entire series. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure because you could have one one bad moto, but you could turn around the next the next moto and have a pretty decent overall. So just take it one moto at a time and uh, just worry about you. Don't worry about anybody else. So. Yep. Um, Adam, you got anything? Anything new come from Kawasaki? Twenty three kicks, two VDF. Oh, you gonna get one? <laughs> no, I'm a four fifty guy, bro. Yeah. Have so you I'm, ordered? Have you ordered your semi full for your family? Have you <laughs> got a full fleet coming? Uh, you know, with uh, production the way it is, yeah. my, the the family plan is a little on the low side. As long as I've got a new motorcycle, we're doing good. We're yeah, doing good. you got hey, some new models launching soon. Yeah, we do have some new models launching. We did we did drop the new 250F. Yeah, um, all new redesign, new motor updates, uh, more durability, more power. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to see how it does in the shootouts. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to really riding that bike. I KRX too, new KRX. Yeah, we got a new KRX. We actually have two new KRX models dropping. I don't know exactly what they are. Ooh, breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> Stay tuned. June 7th. A uh, couple of new KRX models dropping, some new ATVs, and a new electric uh, motorcycle or balance bike for the youth. So kind of looking forward to that. So yeah. be Speaking pretty cool. of ATVs, the new All Balls Winch. Ooh. If you, if you haven't got it, you need to get one. Available oh, now in your local dealers. Hey, I want to talk to Kyle. He says he's getting ready for, is it your regional this weekend coming up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so first regional uh, going on at Washougal uh, at Mech Park. So I'm going to leave probably Thursday morning to get up there, get a decent spot. Nice. Uh, sounds like there may be some rain coming, so I want to get up there and get, get parked before the rain settles in and it turns into a slip and slide. But, yeah, I went to uh, the area qualifier down in Delta, Utah, above the hill of Mech, and qualified for the regional so uh, yeah i'm heading to washougal this weekend boys the, nice. the road loretta's is here and hopefully it's uh one and done for us heading up there with the Hymas family and we'll be you know chances racing 254 um you know or open pro sport and 250 pro sport so and i'll be taking on the plus 25 class i wish i could do that plus that plus 30 class for those all those points I got in Supercross and Outdoor shirts. Sure. I like that. Those, those I like two, that. Yeah, those two stay out of my class, guy. Stay out of my class, guy. Yeah. I wish I didn't have those points anymore. No, I'm just kidding. I, w- I wouldn't take that back for Yeah, world. that's I awesome. Got those, that's so cool. Yeah, those moments and hearing, you know, feeling what that felt like to finally you know, make a Supercross main or, you know, get that out first Outdoor National point. Pretty surreal. Yeah. So I wouldn't trade that for anything. But, yeah, plus 25, and uh, that's the goal. Go get it done this weekend. One-stop shop, and... Uh, start oh. getting ready for the humidity and the heat in Tennessee. Nice. Open up your corners at uh, Washougal. You know, it's all it's all uh, outsides ends there. So if you need any advice, yeah. you just call me. <laughs> I'm going to need that, <laughs> that that mesh gear for uh, Tennessee because that's the only gear to have when it's 100 degrees. Sorry, they were the, sold out. Is the fly mesh. So it's already all pre If you don't have it, go to your local dealer. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. Is I uh, When I was racing, I was, I, was, I was a fly athlete. There was one year there where I rode for that Suzuki City team I mentioned, and we were wearing uh, MSR, and then I was always you know wearing fly before that. And then after that deal got done, I was wearing fly again. And then I started working here. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. And I'm like, you know, now I, now I work for the company. Like I'll just, you know, free gear will be a lot easier to come by. And I'm, I talked to Max. And I'm like, Hey dude, can I get some gear? And he goes, 
uh, yeah, we give employees like one free set a year. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like it's, it's harder to get year now than it was when I was riding full time. Yeah. Put a, put a, put a, <laughs> CP, put a CPU in with the sales girls and you'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to build this to Justin Jennings for a sample account yeah. and do a, a Boise CPU. And they're going to be like, that dude doesn't wear a size, you know, 30 small yeah. jersey. They're like, oh, it's for his cousin. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, hey, it's, he's it's gonna sell. He's gonna two of them together. Uh, sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a raffle. It's a raffle. <laughs> yeah. They probably would do it though. They're like, yeah, it's fine. Justin, it's just Justin. We'll we'll do that for you. Yeah. So yeah, Justin's a nice guy. We got this. Yeah, we got this. Heck yeah, boys. That's a that's uh the twenty twenty two outdoor preview show. Did you guys have fun? Yeah, this is a good time. Kyle, are you gonna listen back to this? I- or are you just gonna keep your tradition alive? No, I, I, hey, I like that I was a first-time guest and zero-time listener, but I'm going to become a first-time listener here as soon as this thing airs. Oh, dude, we're making it. We're making it in the world. That's right, dude. Mm-hmm. And plus, making you, progress. Plus, you got a 26-hour, 30 what 30-hour drive to Loretta, so hopefully, I'll have a little more more content out by then. You just you know, just hey, a couple just more. Call me if we need to do another be- shit. Call me if we need to do another show while I'm in the middle of Wyoming on my way to Loretta. I like that. I'll, I'll call you. I'll call you in. Uh, what's chances? CJ is that his name? CJ is chances, bro. Uh, yeah, 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 CJ. So I'll call yeah, you guys yeah, both because you'll be driving the rig by yourself. So I'll call you guys both. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna text update on the, after the weekend to see how you do. All right, deal. Yeah, uh, so, you can check fastlaptimes.com, sir. Well, I'll be. Uh, so we got a AMA featured event. This weekend, oh, nice. yeah, at Loretta, uh, it's not Loretta's, but uh, Lincoln Trail has got the AMA oh, featured yeah, event. World Day weekend, yeah, yeah. So it is going to be packed. So it will I, be packed. Yeah. So um, big firepower track there. Yeah. Big yeah. firepower track. Um, yep. So it's a good track. They're going to have it dialed in. Those guys always have good prep. So I'll be there. Uh, I'm getting in Saturday early morning. I can't. I got some stuff going on Friday, but we'll practice yeah. all day Saturday, and then we'll run our first set of motos on Sunday, and then our second set of motos on Monday. It's gonna be a long weekend. Oh, super! But uh, there's some. There's already looked at some of the signups. There's already some really fast guys that have finished well in yeah. Loretta. So it'll be a good gauge to see, see how, where you're at. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. In sh- I'm in shape. The but shape is round, shape. but yes. not not riding shape. So I tried that, to talk to that Kurt. is a shape. It that is. is a shape. I've I've known that shape for a long time. <laughs> uh, I tried to talk to Kirk at the sales meeting for a motospot contract. He told me it was back ordered. Oh, really? Yeah, I said, oh shit. <laughs> Maybe he was going to give you terms on it. Thirty yeah, sixty hoping. never. Thirty so, sixty never. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty sixty never. Yeah. yeah. That's basically our payment terms for the for Justin's contract. I like that. Yeah, I told Kai yeah. and I owe you for coming on the show. Hey, that's just as good as cash. I like that. Sweet boys. Well, thank you for the time. Kyle, I know you're a busy man, so thank you, thank you. Good luck at Washugal. Have some fun. Uh, make sure you pack some roll-offs if it's going to rain. And then, uh, yeah, that's, that's a wrap on the 2022 season. Boom. Largest Kyle. largest field of vision through my Scott Goggles uh, prospect roll-off. So I will have some roll-offs packed. Yeah, this might be the most listened-to show. Yeah, because you got two new listeners. Right, me and Kyle. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think we're good. Heck yeah! Uh, hey, all, yeah. Well, all we have is up. But no, seriously, boys, I've I've enjoyed it. Um, Justin, yeah. happy to come back on anytime. Thanks for what you do on the on the business side as a, as a rep and out there working hard. And Adam, you as well for years and you know going on to Kawasaki. Uh, look forward to you doing great things there. I know you will because you were very successful at WPS. So uh, getting to connect with you guys, it just you know feels like the two buddies on the phone so appreciate yeah, you guys times. having me on and look and look forward to the next one yeah thank you again and we'll talk soon yeah good talk kyle man really miss you look forward to seeing you when you come out the i'll make sure we're uh 
we'll have some time to hang out. Yeah, you guys should park next to All right, other. sounds good. <laughs> see you. All right, see have you guys. Have a good one, boys. Later. Bye.